listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live back in New York City. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. So, all right, so here's the deal. What I did was, I told you, I'll explain this to you in this, I guess, this episode. I went day by day. While I was on board, I recorded every single day while I was on the ship. And I wanted to basically give a really kind of full account, detailed account while it was fresh in my mind. The only day I left out was seven. Uh, Day seven wasn't too eventful. I'll just wrap it up here right now. Woke up late, rested, kind of, you know, you'll hear hear the story about uh, day five. Uh, And that's just very, very... Things took a turn on day five, and uh, you'll hear all about that. And there's a bunch of stuff in here, but I, I want you to hear this. I want you to guys. To, I want you guys to learn about my experience on the breakaway. The real point of it was to give you guys a bird's eye view of what the solo cruising experience was. I could tell you right now, as a whole, and I'll break it down for you. I am not probably the ideal candidate guy to go on a solo cruise. I'm not that extrovert. I'm not that person that runs around and looks to meet people without, uh, you know, while I'm by myself. I just, whatever it is, call it a self-conscious thing, call it a, you know, you don't want to bother people thing, call it an insecure thing. I don't know what it is. I just don't, I'm not the guy that rolls up on groups of people and says, hey, where are you guys from? That's just not me. I said that to you before. Having said that, this solo cruise experience was Incredible. You'll hear in the explanation, you'll hear me say that it was like, uh, you know, touch and go early. I was like, eh, what are we doing here? This is going to be a long, slow trip. But uh, (laughs) by the middle of day two, things sprang into action. And even for me, I got to say, it took a while to get there. But at the end of the day, Norwegian did a great, great job of uh, making this happen. So what I will talk about right now. All right. So just talk about format first. What I'm going to do, this isn't a traditional show. It's the uh, day-by-day breakdown, and then the next show is going to have a main topic, and it's also going to have uh, an interview with the cruise director, Dan Dan, which actually may be the main topic if I think I think it might be long enough. Uh, so I did get a chance to interview the cruise director, so I was pumped about that, and then uh, we got a lot of uh, mail to get to and cruise news and stuff like that. Maybe I'll throw in something else, figure out another segment or whatever, but in a few days, that'll be out, but this is just basically my recap of the cruise. Uh, one thing I will say at the top of the show, since I didn't do it day seven or I guess, you know, day eight which technically is day eight even though you're getting off the ship that damn port of new york and you know you guys i told you i tell you i hate lines i hate standing around in lines especially when you hear the day five story which is why it's going to be even worse uh i i I was literally got out of bed you know me i told you guys i'm usually one of the last couple of people off the ship only because i hate lines plus because the night before may get a little taxing but it is what it is. So I hate lines. So I figured today, you know what? Let me be a let me be a, a respectable human. You know what I mean? Let me let me be let me do the right thing and let me get off the ship at a decent hour so this guy can get in. I get out of my room at about I don't know, I'll say eight fifteen, eight thirty. Got off the ship at about noon. About quarter to quarter to noon. This was nothing short of a nightmare experience. I mean 
I don't know what the deal was. Uh, I think what ended up happening was I think somebody called in sick in customs or a couple of people called in sick. There was 12 spots for you to be able to get off the ship um, and go through customs. There's, a, there's room for 12 people. Now, there's a 5,000-person ship about to debar- uh, uh, you know, unload. And this particular ship is on its way for a transatlantic cruise. And they had four, four customs agents working. The whole thing. So what they were doing was in, in order to not overwhelm them, they were letting people off at a snail's pace. And this was an absolute nightmare for uh, anybody who had to deal with that. But you know what? Yeah, it was a crappy way to end. It was, this is not Norwegian Cruise Line's fault. I feel bad for them because I did overhear a lot of people saying, oh, they're going to lose money off this. Or they're going to, you know, they, they this is not right. This is a bad job by them. I don't, I never write letters, but I'm going to write um, I'm just like it's it's not it's not the cruise line it's the port of New York you know what I mean it's uh you know it was a nightmare but it is what it is so we got back home finally safe and sound overall I'll tell you this man listen to the recount day by day but overall even solo cruising even having the incident on on day five uh, I could tell you right now man you put that drink up near the sunset you got your feet up you're at sea and yes on day seven. The last sunset, I could still say right now, man, I don't want these cruises to end. I, I could stay on that cruise forever. The Breakaway is a phenomenal ship. I really didn't see much or experience much different than the Escape. There was a few differences, and uh, we'll get to them. And I think I'm going to collect my thoughts a little bit more and do a little bit of a continuation on this, maybe part of as part of the main topic of the show, an overall Breakaway recap, just, you know, despite the uh you know daily diary that you're about to hear i'll do like a recap and certain things a good bad and different stuff like that so uh without further ado let's get into it we're gonna go day by day let's start off with day one all right we're talking about day one embarkation day Aboard the Norwegian Breakaway. Thank you guys so much for listening. I figured maybe we would do this. I always find myself on cruises trying to remember what happened. And, you know, you're with the crew and you're running around and you're doing this, you're doing that, you're drinking, going crazy. And, you know, it's. Uh, I would love to say I'm going to sit there with a notepad or I could kind of like vlog every day. That's just really not in the cards on most cruises. Now, uh, for this particular cruise, like we talked about, this is being dubbed as maybe the shut-in cruise. Solo cruising, solo by myself. I've never done this before. Yeah, it's already a little weird, but it's fine. I am, like I said, we told you about what we're going to do. The goals for this cruise is to shut down, regroup, reorganize, uh, refocus, and maybe a little drinking, but not too much. But either way, I do have the opportunity. Hey, we're already finding out this uh, opportunity to provide more content while the cruise is going on. And uh, I guess that's what it is. So I got I got on the cruise. Well, let's start before that. I woke up in the morning. I hadn't even started packing yet. I woke up at about 1030 in the morning for a cruise that was supposed to leave New York City at 3 p.m. I mean, nothing really. I didn't do anything. I didn't print out any luggage tags. I didn't print out. I didn't check in online. I didn't do anything. Nothing. Not one thing. I didn't fill out anything. I didn't print out a boarding pass to bring. All I did was show up with my ID and uh, my my doc, my birth certificate. That's it. So, uh, but either way, I had a, a cracked iPhone screen from 
few weeks ago. Uh, I think I mentioned that. But uh, I wanted to get it fixed, so I did get it fixed. I was able to get a, cu- get a couple of last-minute items, come back, I pack, and I am ready to leave to get to the port. And I left at about 1.20 in the afternoon for a cruise, like I said, that was slated to leave at 3 p.m., Brought not, uh, brought my you know obviously my luggage, but brought no documents with me. There was some traffic jams. It took a little while to get there. I got on the ship at about I probably got to the port at about two o'clock, and probably got on the ship at about two o eight. I mean, this was by far my quickest boarding whatsoever. And again, it meant nothing. Like you have your boarding pass? No, I don't. Okay, no problem. Put your put your uh, put all put all your put your backpack through you know my carry-on through and take everything out of your pockets put it in the pan run it through the uh, x-ray system whatever they got the uh, you know the screening system and no problem and it was this was definitely the fastest i've ever gone on any cruise ship i was on by definitely by 10 after 2 and that was going to be for a 3 p.m sail away like i said mustard drill was in session within 10 minutes or 15 minutes of me getting on board and it was great so you get on the norwegian breakaway and the first impression is pretty much wait a minute did i just go into a doug parker (laughs) review there what were your first impressions i actually did didn't i so well well, let's go with it so the first impression was it was no different really from the escape there's different names to different venues so what i need to do is just basically look at the freestyle daily and pretty much just pick okay what is that room i already realized the uh certain rooms are this room on this ship and i kind of know where everything is but uh first and foremost i got my backpack brought it up to the room they gave me i got a guaranteed inside again this was an el cheapo too so i was doing the uh cheapest thing i can get i got a you know guaranteed inside stateroom so they gave me an 11th 11th floor which is great but a little forward so not the best placement but really who cares it's fine love the room walk into the room to put my backpack down before the mustard drill and i see that i have a uh basket a basket would f- bunch of fruit uh bananas i wouldn't feed to my worst enemy but let alone let let's let's keep it real there was some fruit in there so and then there was a bottle of wine uh also uh because i was a latitudes member there was a bottle of champagne so i didn't get the drink package but so far i'm collecting i got a bottle of wine and a bottle of champagne you know a little maybe a little head start right there see what we can do on certain nights and that was pretty much it so i unpacked everything well actually i didn't unpack because the regular luggage wasn't there yet i did drop off my bag uh my my knapsack and then went down to the muster station uh which was b7 went down there and this was i'll say this was like a little bit of a more involved muster station norwegian seems like they're uh you know cracking the whip a little bit normally it was just like you sit around and it takes five minutes and then you're off and running this time it seems a little bit more on the carnival edge where it's like you know they actually take you know they take it serious so i guess that's what it is but uh what else is going on today on embarkation day so yeah so the new york city sail away i'll say that right now is was just i mean breathtaking i that's something i really missed and you know my first four or five cruises were out of new york city and everything about a new york city sail away is different than what i've re-gotten used to with the miami and the florida you know all, all the other sail aways that i've done differences that i noticed first of all it was cold out today, man. It's a chilly day, especially when you get to the top of that Lido deck. The wind is going. I don't know, man. It's uh getting to be almost mid-April, and it is still chilly. Chilly. I mean, really cold. 
and uh, you know, really cold, not like frostbitten, but just unseasonably cold, let's call it. So I'm on the top deck, and I'm just kind of like taking stuff in. Again, I'm solo, guys. You know, I'm not going to roll around and start having drinks and making friends. That's just not what I do. Whatever. What do you want me to tell you? So I'm walking around, and I'm seeing things, and I'm just observing. I'm taking pictures. One thing I noticed and one thing I observed uh, on the New York City Sailaway, and New York City Sailaways are different because everybody on the ship will tell you that New York City people typically sail away from New York City, and that's it. They don't go to Florida. There's a convenience factor there that's associated with it, and that's why they just are very loyal to sailing out of New York City because if you got a ship that will leave in your area – why go somewhere else? Why fly? Of course, you have plenty of people that come in from other places and stuff like that. But this is a very New York-centric trip. All you have to do is have your ears open and your radar out there. And you just hear the difference in the accents. And New York people are just boisterous. That's what we are. That's how we are. And uh, it's funny because, you know, there was much more pomp and circumstances about the sail away. New York people, and as you notice from me, people like me and people like Chris, and just in general how we cruise – you know, we just, I don't know if you want to say we want attention, but we're performers. We just put on shows. We try to kind of push the envelope. We uh, we're, we just, in our day-to-day life, we're loud. We're in your face. And it was just so evident on this cruise ship as you're walking around. Everybody's, first of all, they take it in. You know, we, the New Yorkers were taking in where they were. These are all New York City people, but they don't get this view of Manhattan all the time. They're running around inside of Manhattan or they're driving in from Long Island or Westchester. They normally don't get to sit on the Hudson River 15 stories up and look back at their city with that fact. And you could tell they were taking it in, man. They were really, really, despite the cold weather, people were up there on that Lido deck really, really enjoying it. And kind of like the cameras were out, going from side to side. You know, it was it was pretty nice. And it was just crazy because you see them and uh, they're communicating with each other. They're being loud. The kids are running around, going up upstairs, down the stairs, up that stairs. They couldn't get enough. It was really, really taking it. Whereas... When you're in a Miami or a Fort Lauderdale sail away, you know, people are just kind of like chill. Yeah, 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 ho-hum, you know, we're from Florida. We do this all the time. It's a little bit more of a, like a, you know, of course there's exceptions, but it felt like this. It always feels in Florida like there's a little bit more seasoned, yeah, we, we get it type of thing. We're in New York City. I'm kind of, as I get re-familiar with sailing out of here, it's crazy. They want, they can't get enough. They're drinking it all in. They're taking it. They're like, oh, what's that building? That building? You know, so it was cool to cool to see. And, um, you know, just like I said, despite it being freezing cold, it was a great, great sail away party. And then I went back and that's on the Lido deck. So then I went back to the H2O for like, I guess when we passed the, uh, the Freedom Tower, I went back to Club H2O and that was cool. You know, I talked about the Club H2O at length on the Norwegian Escape. And that being one of my favorite parts of any ship anywhere. So let's see what's going on back there. And uh, you know what? Same thing, man. Of course, we didn't have assistant cruise director Dave leading the party because, you know, there's only, you know, there's like, you can count guys like that on one finger. But the guy Dan Dan was back there and he was doing this thing and he was kind of throwing a party and it was really, really cool. And what I thought they did cool was that, well, you're up there, you get swept up in that moment because you're passing the Empire State Building, you're passing the Freedom Tower, the whole skyline, then the Statue of Liberty. And then, as we say all the time, your vacation out of New York officially starts. When you sail through that Varanzano Bridge. We did that, but all the while they're doing that, they're playing Billy Joel. They're playing Frank Sinatra. They're playing, you know, Frank Sinatra into Jay-Z, New York State of Mind. 
and people were going nuts. It was really cool. Like, again, weather that would normally freeze people out, you know, the way they did it, the way Breakaway did it, really charged people up. And uh, as soon as we kind of got through that bridge, you know, people, you know, then he started going into the normal stuff and he did the whole Cupid shuffle and everybody went on the dance floor and it was awesome. So that's it. So I did that. Took some pictures. Uh, got something to eat, and I uh, just hit the Lido Deck buffet. I gotta tell you one thing about Norwegian. They gotta step up their burger game. No, I mean you got Carnival all over the guy for everything. You got uh, for, uh, uh, free. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Royal Caribbean. They have the partnership with Johnny Rockets. You go to get a burger on Norwegian, and the problem is, is that. They just lay it all out there. You pick up your own bread with your tongs. You pick up your own burger with your tongs. You pick up your own toppings with your tongs. Ladies and gentlemen, you pick up your own cheese with the tongs. So you basically take a cold slice of cheese with the tongs and slap it on top of your burger. I don't remember that. I don't know if I've ever had a lot of burgers on Norwegian, but I mean, get get somebody, get down with somebody, get Shake Shack, get In and Out Burger, get somebody, get a even Five Guys Burger, anybody that knows how to make a decent burger on land and put them on your ship. You're losing the battle here. You know, we talk about the cruise lines being a copycat league, and you know, once one does something, everybody Norwegian, you're definitely missing the boat with the burgers, but. And then I bit into the burger. It was actually pretty good. But, you know, it was average. It was average to good. So it was all good. Uh, then I come back to my room to basically unpack, you know, workmanlike, suitcase under the bed type stuff, all that stuff that, you know, just kind of get. That's the one thing I'll say. Uh, I'll tell you right now, this probably will be my first and only solo cruise. But, you know, one of the things that you really, really do enjoy about it is, A, three things that come to my come to, come to to my head right away. A, I can kind of concentrate on getting you guys content all throughout the day. B, I can do whatever I want in my room. You know what I'm saying? I can literally just, you know, uh, unpack, put everything wherever I want. And then uh, C, I can just go wherever I want. You know, just you can just do whatever you want. If you want to watch. I love the sail away parties. Most of the people that I cruise with don't seem to be too enthusiastic about it. They kind of just go with the flow. I want to see the sail away party. I want to see that first sunset. I want to walk around and kind of take part in all this cruise nerd stuff that we all love to do. Whereas a lot of the people that I sail with aren't so into it as much as me. So, um, you know, and then I come back. So I come back to the room. And then what I see is uh, a, 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 an invitation. And it's from the captain. First of all, the the wine and the everything that was just listed from the captain. I'm sure it's probably everybody gets it. But then I got a VIP reception invitation at six six o'clock tomorrow uh, in the studio to you know have a cocktail reception with the captain. So that's cool. I don't know if that's something that's exclusive. I don't know if everybody gets it. Probably everybody does, or possibly because they just think that uh, because I'm on that list as, uh, I guess, sort of a member of press. I have an interview lined up with the cruise director, so maybe because of that, they're giving me a little bit of an extra piece of attention. I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, Like I said, that's pretty much it. Then, you know, I went had a couple of drinks. I went to the Solo Cruisers Mixer, and that was at the, uh, shoot, I already forgot the name of the bar, but it was the Tobacco Road location on the Escape. And it was up uh, sort of like where the um, waterfront is. So I went down there, and really there was nothing to speak of. I had like maybe three drinks or whatever throughout the day, throughout the evening. Uh, enjoyed myself a little bit. Talked to a couple of people. There was nothing really that uh, distinguished. There was nothing about the solo mixer 
that really distinguished itself as a solo mixer. It was just a bunch of people there. People looked like they were kind of getting along. I just, you know, kind of mixed in a little bit, talked to some people. The Masters was on. I don't know shit about golf, but I was kind of people were talking to me about it. So I was acting like I didn't know something about it. And uh, that's about it. So then I went back to the room for a little bit, uh, got freshened up, changed, and then went to the Lido deck for dinner. Had some dinner, had a couple of more drinks, and then now I am exhausted because I didn't get to bed last night till like 4.30 in the morning. I'm talking to people. I got people calling me. We're like kind of going back and forth about stuff. I was editing the cruise flash, and then uh, I got up at about what? What did I say? 10 or 11 o'clock? So I'm pretty exhausted, so I'm definitely not going to be running around the cruise ship looking for, uh, you know, pockets or trying to gamble my money away or looking to get, you know, banged up or whatever. So crazy enough, it's like 10 o'clock right now, and I'm going to I'm gonna call it a night. Maybe get up early, maybe see the sunrise, maybe do that a little bit. We'll see, man. This is going to be a different cruise. Like I said, it's not probably something that I'm going to subscribe to long term and do on a regular basis, but again... What are you going to say? You know what I mean? I'm on a cruise ship. I'm going to Florida. I'm going to the Bahamas. I'm not paying for food. I'm not doing any freaking work. And I'm chilling for a week. And, uh, you know, you just, that's all, that's all I really need, right? Uh, nothing new on the other front as far as the job. I don't mean, I put a Facebook up there today. I was like, really what I was trying to say was what I was trying to convey was how excited it was that I was getting on a cruise. Cause I know we teased it a little bit last night about how, you know, things may still be up in the air. I didn't mean to focus on the fact that I was so stressed out. And really at the end of the day, I'm not stressed out because, you know, I'm stressed because of choices. So I'm stressed because of, I guess, good things. You know what I mean? You're like, you're stressed out. I'm not. I'm not like worried. Oh, oh no. I'm in. Tr- I'm, you know, it's stressed out because which is the best thing for me to do. So, choices are good. Choices are always good, and that's really where I'm coming from. I'm gonna do these every day. Uh, coming home at night. That's the plan, at least. I'm gonna try to. And this is day one. First sunset down. Six left to go. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, we got a day two scenario going on. Norwegian. Breakaway. Love it. I got to tell you, uh, waking up on this ship today, beautiful sunrise. What I did was I passed out at about, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 10.30, 11, which is unprecedented for me on a cruise, as we all know. But I passed out, and then I did what I normally did, Work woke up at like f- six hours later. So and I woke up at like four or five in the morning, and then I kind of just started walking around. Oh, here we go. We got an announcement. I'm going to power through this announcement because I'm not going to keep re-recording this. So what happened was, woke up, was a beautiful sunrise, got a little breakfast, checked it out, walked around the deck for a little while, cup of coffee, just took it in. I very rarely see the sunrise on cruises unless I'm on the front end front end of it and I haven't gone to bed yet. So this was a nice little change, got some good sleep in. So came back to the room, hung out, did a bunch of work. Uh, did a few things, came back out probably at around 11 o'clock a.m., and then I walked around, and I'm going to be honest with you, uh, the weather turned to absolute crap. So it was cold, it was rainy, and you know what? Typically, like I said, I mentioned Stu, Stu would have flipped out. This is why he will not cruise out of New York unless it's June, July, or August. Don't blame him for that. Me personally, I don't mind the bad weather because I can totally keep myself occupied on a cruise ship inside within the decks kind of walking around doing some of the attractions the cruise nerd stuff the performances and this and that so i just i I don't mind it however 
The problem is, is that nobody else is able to go outside. So everything you want to do inside is absolutely jam-packed. It was rough. Walking around, it was very frustrating. You couldn't walk anywhere. And I'm going to say something, and this is hypocritical of me, and I'm already already admitting it's hypocritical of me, and it's about my New York brethren. And, you know, you love them, you hate them. The thing you love about New Yorkers is that they are entertaining. The thing you hate about New Yorkers is that they're always trying to entertain you. And, uh, you know, it's just that personality. You know, like I said the day before on Embarkation Day, it was cool to see everybody kind of exploring the ship. And there was like a wonderment attitude about everything. And everybody was really like cool because I had, like I said, sailing out of Miami. It's almost like ho-hum or people don't really get that enthusiastic about it. When New Yorkers do something, they do it. They go in. They drink it up for lack of better terms. And they were doing the same thing on the cruise ship. And, you know, the one thing, uh, the, the the gift and the curse I have is that I do have that New York blood in me and I'm a New Yorker through and through. But, you know, I have had the experience and the fortune or whatever to be able to go out and see different parts of the world. And then you see how those people act. Now, the New Yorkers, from the last times out of 10, you know, hey, I'm from New York. I don't go anywhere. To... The thing about New Yorkers is, is that, if they leave New York, which they don't often do, when they do, they are going to let you know where they're from. Hey, look at this. We don't have this in New York. You know, God forbid you talk to them in a different accent than a New York accent. Oh, what are you from, Wyoming or something? So it's like everybody's trying to put on a show, and that's what they do too. It's just like the boisterous mentality. Everybody's trying to be the alpha. Everybody's trying to outdo it. Even the women, they're on screaming over each other louder than the next, making sure. You never see those people when they're talking to each other, but they're talking to each other with the hopes of really talking to all the people around them. They're, they're kind of wanting to, you know, they're talking to their friend, but they're really performing for everybody. And that's just what you get in, in, a, in with it, just the New York mentality cruise. I'm on the elevator. Oh, my gosh. I want to, everybody, you know, you have the awkward elevator, awkward elevator silence, but not with a New Yorker cruise. You know, everybody's like, hey, look at this. This is crazy, this weather, huh? We should have stayed. Hey, look at this elevator, you know? This elevator is so slow, it makes more stops than the A train going downtown, huh? Then everybody starts laughing, and he gets a big, uh, you know, oh, I want to put him through the front wall of the elevator. I want to throw him off before the doors even open, but it is what it is. I got to calm myself down and realize, listen, this is where you're from. These are your people. This is who it is. Uh, yeah, so the crowds were a pain in the ass. Uh, you know, it, it, it it's cool. So what I did do, one thing is cool, I got, uh, I got the letter, not the letter, the call from the front office, and I do have an appointment to meet with the cruise director and interview him. It's going to be uh, at 7 p.m. on the day of, uh, what is it, the Great Stirrup K Day. So today was cool. Uh, I could tell you this. The first day, let's talk about the single cruise experience a little bit. So again, what I after that, well, let me back up for a second. So after I walked around a little bit, bumped into a bunch of people, everybody's kind of going crazy, being loud. It's like you can't really enjoy anything. I kind of, I guess, uh, <clears throat> lived to fight another day. I went back into the room, went online, started doing some always be booked work, doing some research. I'm going to try to get you an actual show while this cruise is going on. So by the time you're hearing this, you will have already heard that if that ends up being the case. This is, like I said, the first time I'm doing this really, you know, seven days of, uh, I guess, recap during the day you know i'll always do a cruise recap for you guys but it's usually at the end of the cruise where a lot of the stuff is forgotten so today i'm going to try to uh you know 
make it happen so that that it's uh you know in real time so i don't forget and i'll just kind of splice everything together as i said this is the second one you're hearing you've already heard the monday uh if the plan goes according to plan uh so what else the uh thoughts about solo cruising i could say a couple of things so far uh i don't know that i would be doing this again i don't like i said i i think it was important to do the experience listen I'm going to tell you something. It's, I'm having a blast. It's a freaking – it's a cruise. You know what I mean? So if I sit in my room, watch TV, get up and get a couple of – you know, get a cup of coffee, do this, do that, walk around, take in the sun, sit outside. If I just do that and talk to nobody, it would already be a win. You know what I mean? I'm at sea. Do that for a week all day. You know, that was, you know, excited to get home but, you know, really, really enjoying it. But so what I do like about the solo cruising experience, again, having said that I probably won't do it again overall, I do love uh, cruising, uh, cruising with my band of pirates better, but the, the advantages are you come into your room, it's your freaking room. That's priceless. You know what I mean? You don't normally get that. You have your own room. You put things where you, you don't have to go divvying up freaking closet and shelf space like it's uh, you know, like it, like, like it's uh, food on, and you haven't eaten in six days. Uh, you don't have to... Uh, you know, you, you could just come and go as you please. Uh, also, I like that you can uh, – I can do a lot of the cruise nerd things that I like. You know what I mean? Like some of the things like like right now, kind of videoing uh, – I'm sorry, audio recording to you guys. Uh, some of the other stuff I, I did do today and plan to do in the next coming couple of days. You could always do it while you're with your crew, but, you know, uh, they bring you another direction. So – you know, while I it would be cool to have all the people here, uh, being able to come and go and go wherever you want and do whatever you want without having to consult with a crew is, you know, in a way, sort of nice. Again, I'll take the alternative over that, but it is nice. It's an advantage. And the other advantage is that I am able to kind of focus on things and continuously give you guys content uh, like what I'm doing right now and posting and taking pictures and things like that. So that's what I do like about solo cruising, and uh, I, I, I enjoy it. So let's talk about the solo experience so far, and we're on day two. So prior to the cruise, I know I'm by myself, and I know Norwegian supposedly does a lot for solo cruises, but you have to be in a studio cabin. Now, I'm reaching out to people saying, listen, I'm a solo cruiser. I don't have a studio cabin. What are my options? Call up. They don't really have any stories for you. They don't have any answers. No, that's all we're done when you're on board. They'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. I'm like, all right. So I get on board, go to guest services, as they told me to do. Guest services. No, nothing. I don't. I don't know what you what you're looking for, but uh, you know, I do know there's a singles meetup, and it's uh, every day at a disclosed location and time. Now, I couldn't help but notice that the second day singles meetup was in the studio lounge. Now, I know I don't have a studio lounge key. That's an area where you have to have a key to get into that whole little section of the ship, which has its own lounge and everything. So I'm confused now. So I go to the you know maitre d at one of the restaurants i'm like dude do you guys uh when you sit down because i don't want to eat at the buffet all week and you know i'm not gonna lie that's a little you know solo cruising is one thing but you know going to the main dining room and sitting down and being served as a table of one not sure if i'm ready for that level of shuddery so i'm deciding am i going to eat at the buffet all week or am i gonna so i go over there and i ask and they say no we don't really uh no, we, we could seat you. We could seat you for a table of one. I'm like, no, you're not really understanding what I'm asking you. And he's like, no, if you want a table of one, it's no problem. I'm like, okay, never mind. So whatever. So uh, I'm kind of figuring, all right, so this is just going to be me rolling around, just doing my thing. I'm, you know, it's not, they're not really solo cruiser friendly as they seem to be. Uh, 
So what I did was go on one of the Norwegian Facebook groups and just pose the question. Is it solo cruising? Is there like anything? What am I missing here? And people start answering me. There's 18 comments on it within freaking, you know, the first hour. And everybody's telling me about who to talk to. Yes, go in. I'm getting good information. They're saying, no, go in the solo, uh, the studio cabin uh, entrance. They leave the door open for that portion. So you do all that and you check it out and you, you do your thing and it's all good. So I'm like, oh, okay. So now I'm getting some answers. So that th- this makes sense now. So I show up there and there's a guy named Romeo there. Like they said he would. They all told me this to look out for this guy. They sent me a picture of him and everything. I mean, it's just interesting that the cruise line just wasn't helpful at all. But meanwhile, there's a wealth of information coming from the fellow cruisers. That's why it's awesome to join these groups and that's why they're so I mean they're so helpful. So I go in there, there's about twenty people in there, everybody's friendly. Romeo is getting to know everybody, getting everybody's name, drinks are flowing, everybody's having a good time. Me Meeting people left and right. And he says, yo, 20 minutes. You guys ready? We're going to go march down to dinner. Now, I'll tell you, the crowd was older. It was uh, older, very very much of an older crowd. And uh, there was it, was, it was crazy because there was two girls in there. And, uh, you know, you might want to call them a pocket. I don't know if I'd call them a pocket. You know, you might, you might go, I don't know. You might call them a zipper. Uh, it wasn't quite a pocket, so let's call it a zipper. So these two girls, they didn't know each other. And they were in their early late 20s, early 30s, and then I'm in my early 40s, and then everybody else was pretty much safe to say over 60, 65 years old. So the three of us kind of just hit it off, and then another older guy who was over 65, but he was kind of cool and funny and kind of youthful. So the four of us sat together during dinner. We marched all the way down, exchanged names, boom, we're rolling now. We had a great time during dinner. Uh, you know, dinner was okay. The food was good, but we ended up having a couple of drinks and sitting there. We were done with dinner for like an hour in like an hour and a half, but we ended up sitting there for at least two and a half hours, kind of catching up, making some plans, chilling. It was all good. So it, it, it was good. So now we walked around, had a couple another another couple of drinks, and uh, you know, at the solo cruisers meetup, they give you a calendar. These are the events that we're all going to try to meet up at as a solo group. And uh, you know what? Once you get into it, the solo experience is actually very solid. So we get up from dinner, we have a couple of drinks, and then they're all like, "Oh, let's go here." I'm like, "You know what? I'm gonna like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be tagging around and feeling like I'm stuck to these people for the whole entire time." So I broke off a little bit and I went back to the room for a little while just to kind of. You know, switched things up, changed a little bit, washed up, and then came back out, had a couple other drinks, uh, a couple more drinks, uh, saw them at the uh, Spice H2O. We had a few more drinks there. Now, I'll say this the Spice H2O party wasn't quite what it was like on uh, the Escape. And honestly, like we t- talked about this with Stu, it's just that, that freaking Dave, man, assistant cruise director Dave was just an absolute beast, and uh, you know you can't, you can't, you just can't knock him. He and 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 they're all good. They're all good here. The entertainment staff on this ship is very very solid. It's a good time. Uh, what else? What else did I notice? I noticed that. They have uh, just looking for the roving entertainment. So far, I noticed a solo guitar player. Very, very good. A little bit more kind of like uh, Hawaii, not Hawaiian, but just a little more islandy, a little bit more like falsetto voiced, maybe slow jams, rather than uh, comparing him to uh, Judge Joe Brown on Freedom of the Seas, where he played, you know, Country Roads and Sweet Caroline and more sing alongs and more high energy stuff. Uh, this gentleman was a little bit more like. 
did that make any sense what I just did? I take back and apologize the noises I just made that came out of me. So, uh, But that's what it was. So I noticed that from him. I haven't seen a piano player yet. I know they're there. I haven't seen the piano player yet. Uh, I have seen – now I saw the uh, Jamaican band that usually exists, Jamaican Latin slash R&B band, um, you know, and they uh, – they they they're all over the ship. They did a good job, uh, and they play a myriad of songs. They'll play on the pool deck. They'll also play in the jazz lounge. And then I noticed uh, a little something different. Now, it's a negative and a positive. Two singers, roving singers. I'm gonna get you their names again. I might have said them yesterday, but I'm not sure. It's a, just a man and a woman, uh, two Filipinos. And I, I just, again, I just don't understand what it is about the Philippines that produces these out of control musicians and musical people. It's, it's, is it a learned thing? Is it a natural thing? Because, you know, I just notice on all these cruise, cruise lines, these Filipino bands that can play everything do they just kind of just start studying music from day one uh eventually knowing they'll end up on a cruise ship if they just learn it as good as possible but they're just genius musicians and then like you look into it like you know they 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 love the karaoke they're all over the karaoke and then look at journey the band journey steve perry don't stop believing 30-year run, whatever it is, some of the most iconic music in the history of American pop. Steve Perry, the lead singer, just decides, you know, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. And what happens? They find a guy from the Philippines to replace him. I don't understand. I mean, all props and respect to them. It's just impressive. It's just I'm just curious why it, why it ends up working out like that. If anybody has any information on it, feel free to let me know. Uh, so I guess getting back to that. So it's a duo, a man and a woman singer group. Now they seem to be the roving pop band, except there's no band. Now the negative is they seem to have cut costs and they're using musical tracks behind them to sing all these songs instead of giving them an actual band. Now it is day two, so we'll see. Maybe a band will emerge tonight or whatever, but it doesn't really hurt it that much. And I'll say whatever they lack in live musical instruments, they make up for in the power of their voices. Two of the best singers. I mean, and they were not only are they just great individual singers and voices and just powerful voices, they work so well together. The harmony is d- incredible, and they just sing some incredible standards, some pop music and stuff like that. I'm just wondering if there is a band behind them that we'll find out. So I know there's a piano guy. I haven't seen him. Uh, the R&B and reggae band, saw them, solid. The uh, guitar player, very, very good, more on the relaxing side than the, you know, charge it up type. And then the uh, roving uh, singers, singer duo. I'm not sure if they'll have a band or they won't have a band. Or maybe they're just roving singers and there is another band somewhere. We will find that old information as the cruise goes on. One thing else I also did, Headliners Comedy Club. Uh, between dinner and then drink, dinner and drinks and between H2O, Spice H2O, I will say that I did go... And go into the comedy show in Headliners Comedy Club. The comedy on here is uh, powered by Levity Comedy Group. And they have a bunch of comedy clubs throughout the country. Uh, very, very good reputation on them. So I saw the comedy. The guy was hysterical. Did some crowd work. It was the 9 o'clock show. So the 7.30 show and the 9 o'clock show. Are, are The 7.30 show is straight family. The 9 o'clock show is edgy. No cursing. And then the 11 o'clock show, which I didn't see, 
is uh, no holds barred. But the nine o'clock show, despite there not being cursing, he did get edgy. He was, you know, making sexual references and making fun of some families and, you know, making fun of this one family for uh, being on a group cruise. But they were able to bring the, the daughter was able to bring the boyfriend, found that they only been dating a month. He started making fun of the dad. What kind of freak show are you running? They've been dating a month here. Here's a room. Have at it for seven days. Stuff like that. It was hysterical. Started making fun of the uh, I, uh, iPhone technology. He's like, uh, I don't, I don't deal with i. I don't deal with iPhones. I don't deal with iPads. I don't deal with i this, i that. I mean, that makes me makes me want to kill somebody. It makes me so frustrated to try to operate this stuff. It makes me want to kill somebody. And then there's going to be some eyewitnesses. I mean, that was probably a bad joke. But if you're on, a, you know, you're in cruise mode and you're kind of caught up in the moment, it's a good time. Uh, but either way, got back to the room and uh, one of the zip the pocket slash zipper uh, getting some DMs. <laughs> She's texting me saying, uh, uh, we're still upstairs. Where are you? Did you leave? I said, yeah, I got out of there. Like, where'd you go? Let's meet up. And I'm like, yeah, it's midnight. I was like, it's over for the night. And then we kind of went back and forth for the next five minutes. Basically, I think uh, she has a lagoon trip planned for t- for tomorrow. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Tomorrow morning, I think I'm going to go out to Universal City Walk. Why stay on the ship? It's a uh, $50 ride over there. I mean, it's $25 each way, and it's an hour ride each way. So I figured I'll just get off the ship. I know a couple of people that I know are working at some of the places down there. I canceled the Cowgirls reunion. Uh, There was like seven people slated to go and maybe like three or four maybes. And then I was like, you know what? I I wasn't even sure if I was going to get off the ship, so I canceled it. And then uh, I realized I am going to get off the ship, and I am going to go check this out anyway. So uh, maybe I shouldn't have canceled it, but we'll see. I'll probably meet up with a couple of people there who will be mobile, so maybe I'll get end up in a car. I don't know. I'm thinking about maybe trying to. I didn't. I didn't do anything with booze. I really should have. I didn't think about booze at all. You guys know I didn't even think about documentation, let alone booze. So I didn't think about anything. So uh, what I what I might do is try to maybe do a little smuggle job back on the ship i'll let you know how that goes but that was day two uh we'll talk to you guys tomorrow for day three all right day three in the books started early i got up at like 7 7 a.m kind of hung out in bed watched tv a little bit uh did some social media stuff and then i was up by like eight and then I went down to get some breakfast, got some coffee and some breakfast, came back up and saw that there was a painting class going on at 9 a.m. So, uh, yeah, you know me. You guys have heard me talk at length about my painting career, right? So why would I not jump in on this? So I did do that. Uh, it was a 12-person limit, and I guess there were six people signed up, so there were six available spots, and I was there in time enough to be one of the six. There was definitely a lot of people that were turned away. Apparently, this paint class is all the rage at 9 a.m., so uh, I don't know, especially maybe on a day like today where the weather is still just garbage, guys. I mean, I don't know, man. If I, It's kind of like, uh, I don't want to say funny to me, but it, I do feel for these people, but... Uh, you know, like I told you, this type of cruise was not going to be a sit in the sun and pound pina coladas. And I'm typically not the biggest beach guy anyway. Of course, I would like for the weather to be nice. That would be great. But really, it doesn't affect me a whole lot. So it is kind of uh, disappointing to kind of see. I-, I wanted to mention this too. I saw a guy on day one and uh, I never hear, you know, you know, the whole thing about chair hogging and this and that. I never really heard 
of anybody actually prepping to chair hog. And uh, it was funny to me because I was just like, you know, people probably do it and they probably do it involuntarily. And you know what? It's maybe call it selfish or whatever, but they just kind of do it mostly unconsciously. They're like, all right, well, this is our chair. Uh, what do you want to do? You want to get some meat? Yeah, well, we can't give up our chairs. All right, let's go. All right, well, so what? We'll leave our stuff here. Nobody will take our chairs. And it's kind of like um, not so premeditated. It's a, kind of an impulse thing that people do. But I remember the first day we were on the seat, the uh, you know, the Lido deck, and we're watching the New York City sail away and just listen to this, you know, told obviously New Yorker, but, you know, just talking to his boys. And he he seemed to be like the re, uh, the crew expert cruiser i guess maybe sort of like uh, i am when i go but he was just like talking to talking to his friends about oh forget it guys don't worry about it this is awful weather but don't worry by the time we wake up tomorrow tomorrow we're gonna be good but check it out we gotta wake up early we all gotta wake up early my wife man she got about 10 of those clips for us because we gotta get our spot we gotta lock it down we clip those towels to the chair and that's it that's our chair for the day so i was like oh wow there's like really premeditated chair hoggers out there and uh it was kind of funny because I saw the guy today kind of standing in the rain with his uh, hood on and uh, trying to just like find a way to hopefully have his chair ready for when the sun comes out. But the sun was not coming out anytime soon. So anyway, back to the painting. I sit down and guys, I mean, I don't know. This is going to sound like I'm making this up uh, because I guess it's just it shouldn't right now because if you have, have listened to the uh, podcast before, you know just wacky stuff follows me and it really, really does. So I sit down and uh, I got my paints. You put your smock on. You chill out. You're ready to go. Next to me is a very nice older couple. The woman was really, really cool. And then the gentleman decides... He's going to walk over to my station, sort lighthearted chat at first, and I was very happy to be a part of it, and we were having a nice back and forth, but then he goes, you know what the deal is with this weather, right? Have you heard of chemtrails? Have you heard of the plant in Alaska? You know, this is warfare. We're trying to destroy Russia. We're trying to create icebergs. You know, we just learned how to make earthquakes. Did you know that? And I'm like... No, I didn't know that. I, I really didn't know that. And he's like, you know, we're trying to do it to go to war with other countries, but it's really, in a lot of ways, backfiring on us. And I'm like, Chris, where are you? I got nobody to pawn this guy off on. So he keeps going, and his wife starts to, you know, she's clearly been through this before, so she's saying, I don't even forgot his name, so let's just call it Ed. Ed, Ed, come here. Ed, come here. He's not, I don't think he could hear her, so he's up on me. And I'm clearly doing my best to just look in the other direction because I don't want to deal with this. This stuff always turns political. And I'm literally looking, and I said to him, it couldn't have been more clear. Yeah, sir, to be honest with you, that stuff just doesn't interest me. I know I'm not interested in, in, in that type of thing. I'm just not interested. Uh, you know, and I wasn't trying to be a dick, but, you know, i just trying to paint the freaking forest. And this guy's in my ear about freaking, you know, changing the weather in chemtrails and you know what maybe maybe it's true maybe it's not but you know it's not what i'm on on vacation for and then he goes into genetically modified food and what's in our food system and the government government's poisoning us again may it's a lot of it's true i guess right but you know this is not i'm, I'm like i go buddy uh i'm gonna enjoy myself you know what i'm saying i don't really get into this stuff 35 years 40 years i'm gone 
and uh, you know I'm gonna enjoy the time while I'm here. So, and she and she just keep, he she just keeps calling him. Now she's yelling at him louder. Eddie, Eddie, go sit down, sit down, Eddie. And finally, he got the hint that the class was about to start. I got saved by the the artist teacher, which is also hysterical. So. Uh, you know, she sits down, puts on this really good soundtrack, by the way, like some Luther Vandross and like, what's the song? Uh, a different artist. Uh, think, uh, what's that song? I'll be loving you forever. I don't know. I'm sorry for the singing, but I'm just trying to paint the picture. No, geez, with the puns, but uh, of what the atmosphere was. And it was very, very relaxing. It was cool. I was very, very happy. I did it. 35 bucks. You sit down, yeah, that's a heck of a money grab. They should charge more if they're only going to keep 12 people and they're going to turn 20 people away. I mean, they could probably get more money for it. But, you know, listen to me sitting there complaining about the fact that they're not nickel and diamond now, right? Tommy, well, you, you know, just thankfully they're not doing that. So great. So I'm sitting there. So she's, uh, you know, she just gets on the mic and, hello, everybody. Welcome to Paint. So how many people is their first time painting here today? Everybody raises their hand. We're all first timers. We got our paints out. We got our kit. We got our brushes. We're all set up though, but we're eager to do this. She goes, and me too. First time for me too. And I'm like, oh wow. So you're gonna. Uh, so she puts down this copy of what a, a painting, a canvas painting of what the painting is supposed to look like, and she's like, this is what uh, is supposed to look like when you're done. I think maybe. It will not look like this when you're done. And she could not have been more right. But, you know, she started doing the painting. This woman, she's like, I got trained last night by the expert painter on the ship on how to paint. So I'm here to teach you guys today. So this woman's been doing this all of less than 13 hours. So it's funny. But then she's trying to engage us. She's like, who is getting off the ship in Orlando? Who's go? Who's having fun in Orlando? Like three or four people. Like, I'm not getting off the ship. She goes, ma'am, please get off the ship. We need to sleep. And everybody kind of laughed at that. But, you know, so she started getting into it. She started painting, you know, the, the, the framework of the painting, telling us what colors to use, telling us what colors to mix. So she was sort of giving us a little bit of a guide. But again, she was not even painting along with us, really. She was kind of just doing the steps, knowing full well that if she tried to paint it, it wouldn't come out right. So she's like, well, I, I can't paint it because I'm helping you guys too. But I'm giving you the instructions. So she must have just got a handwritten instruction list of how we're supposed to paint this thing. That, with the guide, the finished product that was sitting up there, was, uh, you know, I guess supposed to be good enough for us. But, so I did it. Finished to completion. Uh, it, yes, it does look like a fourth, fourth, four-year-old did it. Uh, it's a disaster. And uh, it is up on uh, Facebook, the group, Always Be Booked on Facebook. Uh always be booked cruisers lounge on facebook i have such a hard time saying that every time but you can see that if you want to see the masterpiece i'm trying to get people to help me name it nick i think most appropriately named it uh what did he name it he said it was a float floating forest or whatever yes because he was right he so astutely pointed out that there's really no difference between the trees and the water i mean i guess there kind of is but it's hard to kind of i guess recognize it but let me know how you think what I did. I mean, I already know how it is, but it was fun. It was mostly for fun, and now I have a little bit of a keepsake to take home with me from this first ever solo cruise. All right. So after that, went downstairs, washed the freaking watercolors off my arm, <laughs> and then headed over to the singles meetup. The singles meetup was at 11 a.m. tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow. 
was a, I'm losing it. It's a little, it's late right now. Uh, like I said, I was up at 7 a.m. today, so 6 to 6, 7 a.m., whatever it was. So we go to the meetup. Um, they're a little bit late. I'm getting texts from the girls, like, where are you? It's 11 o'clock. I'm like, I didn't even see it until I actually got there. Sat down. They were giving me a little bit of a hard time. Yeah, what, what happened to you last night? You walked away. I did. I didn't. I walked away from them. We were at the party, and I kind of just, like, walked away and kind of bounced. I just, like I said, I don't want to, like, be a hanger-on. There's two girls. I don't know if they're trying to find male pockets or whatever, you know. They 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 were doing what they were doing, and I just kind of, like, says, all right, I'm out of here. I'm going to bounce. And I left and went, went, to, went to bed, and they were like, you know, we called because the other guy I told you his name was Tom, the 65-year-old Tom. And uh, I guess they got us nicknamed out. Uh, I'm young Tom. He's old Tom. So old and young Tom, that's who, who we are. Uh, and I'm very, very thankful for that because in very, very few cases I'll be known as young Tom. The only time is when the other Tom is 65 years old. So I'll take it. So they were like, yeah, we, when you walked away, we were like, damn, young Tom, where'd you go? Like, why, why are you ditching us? Well, it was midnight, and it was uh, the Spice H2O party, and it's just, it's true, though. It's just, uh, like I said, I stand by it. Hey, yesterday was a great day. Yesterday, well, that was a great day, too, but today was an even better day. But, again, it's just, you know, it's not the same. It's not the same as cruising with your crew. You know what I mean? These two, these girls seem very, very nice, and, uh, you know, they're nice. They, they might even be zipper. They might be zipper to pocket potential, but uh, we're just hanging out, you know. So I didn't really think there was an overly committed thing. So I just wanted to go to bed or at least go back to the room and kind of decompress. Plus, you know, you guys know I got to check in with you guys every night. So I'm not going to not do that. So while I still had some energy and still had a little bit of sobriety, I did exactly that. I went back to the room. But we hung out. All was forgiven. We hung out at the uh, uh, singles meetup. And then uh, Romeo gave us our instructions for the day and where we're going to be and what we're going to do. And he, he was excited to inform us that there is a singles lounge meetup at Margaritaville on, I believe, the day of Nassau. So that's uh, not tomorrow but the day after. So that's cool. And uh, we'll do that. But then uh, I went to – so the plan was they were going to stay on the ship, and I was headed out to Universal Studios. Now, <laughs> when I went down to the gangway, everything was very, very smooth. Just so you know, if you guys are ever in Orlando and you want to do one of those tours, the system they have for getting you on the buses and getting you out of Dodge is very, very smooth. You go, you meet in the auditorium, and there's about seven different directions that you can go, and there's a bus waiting out there for everybody, and you just pop right on. They just direct you. You show your key card, and they have a nice, quick route. The bus drivers are very reliable, very safe, very friendly. Felt very, very comfortable, and, you know, I didn't really feel like I had to, uh, you know, wait in line for too long, except when uh, we 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 ba- were basically ready to exit the you know the ship to go to the gangway, it decided to do one of those I mean just biblical Florida rainstorms. It was just out of control, torrential wind. So all of a sudden, very nice touch by Norwegian. While everybody's in line, and I was one of the first ones up there, so they don't, who knows what the hell everybody was thinking behind us because it did get jammed up when the rain hit. But uh, they gave us all ponchos. They had ponchos ready for everybody on the cruise ship that was taking one of these excursions to get from the gangway across to the bus. And honestly, to be honest, it, it really was needed. You needed them because it was just... I mean, and then I'm just like kind of laughing and I'm just wishing there was a camera crew following me because, again, I'm solo. So I'm getting off the ship 
I'm wearing my regular clothes and then a giant hooded plastic poncho getting blown across Florida by this wind and getting rained on like a freaking animal like it's like the the monsoon in the Karate Kid Part 2 scene when the girl's caught in the watchtower and uh I mean this was out of control rain as hard as I've ever seen it to be honest with you I'm sure I've seen just as hard or maybe but I've never seen like I've never noticed any rain to be ever harder than this but we made it to the bus and um you know that was it got on the bus got my poncho uh sat down and then before long we were on our way to universal Studios. so we get to universal studios i'm in contact with a couple of people calling a couple of people they're like oh the weather's bad i'm like dude don't don't worry about it i was talking at least three or four people and uh they were like what are you doing and they're like they wanted me i'm not gonna lie they wanted me to let them off the hook but of course i did i'm like this is crazy i'm like do not come out in this crap this is out of control and what are you gonna do come to freaking universal studios so no so i walked around had some drinks now i told you one of my first ever episodes was a port profile of universal studios and uh the city walk in orlando and uh it's really really a a really pleasant place to be you guys should check it out if you ever are in orlando and uh there's a place there called the toothsome chocolate emporium and i have always sworn by this restaurant and it is just a two-level it's got a bar it's got a gift shop and it's got a proprietor and i forgot what her name is well some of you may know it if you've been there but she's sort of like an owner or one of the owners there but she is dressed up in this old world, I don't know, renaissance outfit and screams around the restaurant at the top of her lungs. And she stays in character. Now, clearly, she's doing okay because she has a piece of this monster place. But also, clearly, this woman is not playing with a full deck whatsoever. People are just tourists are walking around and they're getting their bill and leaving. And she's with a little girl. And she sees people paying their check and leaving. Just regular basketball jersey, regular t-shirt dudes paying up and leaving. And she's talking to the little girl saying, Look, Isabel, look! The townspeople are off to tackle the, the challenges of the day. And she, and I'm like, you know, it's kind of funny. And it's kind of entertaining. And it's like, yeah, uh, very, very nice touch that, you know, you, you're, you're creating a conversation piece that is yourself. But borderline weird, man. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a little over the top. She doesn't come out of the character. I would like to say, hey, how are you? I really like the place, you know, you know, because the place is awesome. And like I said, they got a chocolate stout beer. They have uh, very, you know, just ch- chocolate in, um, I guess, appetizers. They have chocolate, you know, pork belly dipped in chocolate, uh, toothpick to the top of a slider i mean there's all sorts of creative and inventive ways they use chocolate within their regular recipe which is you know comfort food and gastropub style so it's really good and i'd love to be able to say to her hey man i like i like your operation i like your product you know you know she's like i wouldn't because you'd get oh the compliment I, I, I don't even know what she would say but she just doesn't break character so now here I am. It's pouring raining. I'm in Universal. This is going to sound a little pathetic, but I don't care. I was fine with it. They have a gorgeous, gorgeous movie theater there. You get a milkshake. You go sit down. You get the recliner seats. You got a bar and grill there. Not that I needed the grill or the bar because whatever. Uh, 
but then I decided that I was going to get in line and go see a movie. The only thing that worked out time-wise that I would even be able to see is uh, Ready Player One. Looks kind of cool, a Steven Spielberg movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. I don't know if it, I don't know if I would have sucked, then I would have walked out on it. But there were decent reviews and the concept kind of seen. There was a couple of horror movies I could have seen. I'm not in the mood for a horror movie. You know what I mean? I'm just not in the mood. I got to be in a real mood for a horror movie, and it's you know it's got to be a very very psychological horror movie. I'm not look at the uh, I'm not into the whole. You know, I know what you did last summer is where people just come out of the back and like boo and scare you and try to get you to jump out of the seat. I want something I could sink, sink my teeth into. So whatever. So I decided on this uh, movie. It was an IMAX experience as well. So that was going to be cool. You get the recliner seat in the IMAX. I got my milkshake, got my movie. That'll kill two hours, then back on the bus and back whatever. So I'm online. And then I'm like thinking, spending like 15 minutes in line because we're going to go back to this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a real thing. Lines. I got to get, I can't. Now I'm New Yorkified again. I told you, you know, the whole thing where I was in Orlando and then everybody's nice and I got used to that and slow paced this and that. I mean, it is a real thing. I'm not trying to sound like that annoying New Yorker, but people, you are not in any danger of anybody being in a rush in these lines. So you're just chilling. I'm five, six people back. Now I'm four people back. Now three people back. I get an idea in my head. You know what? Am I going to sit there and watch this movie? Or should I be productive? Should I go to Walgreens and maybe get a bag, some sweatshirts, maybe some towels, and maybe, maybe a beverage or two, a bottle of beverages, beverages or two, some vodka, you know? Maybe, allegedly. So I kind of thought that would be a real trip changer if I could do that. Because, again, I'm trying not – I didn't get the liquor package. And, again, I'm already 500 in the hole for these drinks now. It's not even day four. It's out of control. You're trying to have a couple of drinks, and uh, you drink Grey Goose. You tip on top of that. You're into 15 – excuse me, 15 bucks a drink. And uh, you line up a couple of zippers or some pockets, and, you know, you're not going to stop. So you're drinking. So I'm like, you know what, I got to I got to stop the bleeding here. You know, I also, by the way, have no job. Uh, <laughs> so I got to stop the bleeding here. So I decided to get a cab to Walgreens, jump off the line, abort the movie idea, get in the cab, and now I'm in Walgreens. I decide what I'm going to get. I get all my supplies. I go even go into a gift shop to get the bag. So I went to Walgreens. And Walgreens in Florida, a lot of them have liquor, which is great and hysterical all at the same time. So I got that. So I got my setup. I got my setup outside. If you go on the Always Be Both Cruisers Lounge group on Facebook, you could see the picture of that. Oh, no, you can't actually. Um, so I allegedly did all this stuff. That, that got scrapped or whatever. So what I did was um, allegedly, you know, in one of these ports. Now, I'm not saying it's this port. It could be any of the ports. It could be Nassau because you guys realize you're, you're hearing this after the whole thing is done. So I know I was just talking about Universal, but that does not mean that this happened in Orlando. Uh, this could have happened anywhere, and it could have happened by anyone. But this is the story that I heard. Somebody went and got some liquor, and what they did was they filled it up, put it in the bag. So now I go back to – well, allegedly, I go back to Universal – and I go through this uh, the the baggage claim. I mean, not the baggage claim, whatever it is. The the X ray X ray screener. Cause so I'm going back into Universal because I have about 45 minutes left. So I go in, doesn't work at all. They shut it down. So allegedly, they said you have liquor in here, sir. Allegedly, and uh, you cannot bring this in. So I'm like, oh, okay. You can see it through the scanner. He goes, yes. I'm like, okay. 
well, can I leave it here and pick it up after? He goes, no, you got to either throw it away or you have to not come in. So I was like, all right, I just won't go in. So I'm a little early. So I go back to the bus, allegedly, and then I have, uh, you know, whatever. So I go, I, I, I have my bag on me. We take the ride back and I go into the port. Whatever port of call this is that I'm referring to, it could be Nassau, it could be Great Stirrup K, uh, and uh, it could be I guess it, I guess it could be Orlando too per se maybe maybe it could be Orlando if you want to if you want to have it be a stretch. So I go in and um, I get in line and I'm cool I'm cool I'm not giving it away I'm very relaxed I'm like not like nervous about it I'm like ah, if they find it they find it. So allegedly, I go put the bag through the thing. I mean, this thing is freaking, honestly, this thing is going off and making sirens and making noises before the bag even got anywhere near close to the entrance to the little uh, the little x-ray machine. This thing was not even, so there's a woman back there and she's watching the whole thing. So she can see, I guess, what's in there, like, you know, I guess from a bottle standpoint, if there were bottles in there, allegedly. And then, um, so they went through. And then the woman goes, how many bottles do you have? And so the, the point was, what I did was, I wrap up two bottles, allegedly, and then put a towel over them, another shirt over them, and then I put a bottle that is supposed to be the sacrificial bottle that I'm ready to part with, and then my bottle of water as well. So she pops open the t-shirt and sees the sacrificial bottle and the water bottle. She's like, well, you can't take these. You can come get them at the end, and we'll send them to you. You know, we'll have you be able to pick them up when you when you leave the cruise. I'm like, oh, okay. So then she goes deep into the bag, and she unravels my whole kit. She sees that I got wrapped up in there. I got, you know, two Smirnoff bottles that are plastic that are wrapped within towels intricately. I mean, then she just has to go to work and try to pick these out. Pulls them out, looks at me. I look back at her. I go... What can I say, ma'am? You're very good at what you do. And then she starts laughing. And then the other lady starts laughing. And then the one behind the screen goes, you know he's gone for the day, right? She's like, he is? She says, yeah, he might be. And she looks at me. She goes, he might be gone for the day. Today might be your lucky day. Believe this or not, I, I I didn't believe it. I didn't know this would happen. I have no idea why this would allegedly happen if it did happen at one of the ports that I was at. The woman working at the port takes me around the corner and goes, put everything back in the bag and go enjoy your cruise. Today's your lucky day. It gave me no time to tip, gave me no time to do anything, no questions asked, do not pass go. Help me load the bag back up real quick, and I was on my way. I just said, thank you so much, and she said, enjoy yourself. That was it, I think, allegedly, you know, in one of the ports that may have happened. Somebody told me, maybe. Um, Nuts, right? I, I I was I was shocked, flabbergasted, and uh, amazed when my friend told me that story. So now we're stocked, guys. I mean, allegedly. <laughs> so we'll stop doing that. Um, again, that's a crazy story. When my friend told me that he was able to do that on one of his cruises at one of those ports, I was absolutely uh, amazed. But never. Never ceases to amaze me some of the some some of the things that can happen on some of these cruises. All right, so go upstairs. I get ready. Uh, now it's time to meet the uh, zippers for dinner, and uh, go down there. And we have our singles group, so it's the regular suspects. We got a little crew now. We got the two girls. Uh, we got another girl now too, who was in the singles group. Uh, I'm sorry, it was on the Facebook group. 
for this cruise and she wasn't at the singles meetup but now she joined in because she was kind of messaging us and then we got old tom and myself who is young tom and then another older gentleman named tim we were all having a blast at dinner tim was a little quiet uh tom and old tom and tim it's a little rough because you gotta yell you know what i mean they got you gotta yell for them but it's cool because uh old tom is a riot he's hysterical talking about all his escapades and talks about he goes a mile a minute he's a big hit i mean he's a he's a life of the party type dude and it's always a pleasure to listen to him talk and he's he's kind of hysterical you know it's kind of a hysterical guy that funny older guy that uh you know like your uncle that just has a story for everything and you know what they're surprisingly listenable stories he's just a fun dude um so that was it. We had the dinner. Dinner was good, in my opinion. You know, it's weird. These girls, they don't get it. Uh, I, nobody orders, you know. Everybody's like, oh, I'll, I don't know if I want the ceviche or the spring roll. And I'm like, looking at them, I want to shake them. Like, order both. Order two of each one. And then, like, they're not ordering. No, I'm not going to order two. I'm not going to. Come on. No. So they, they're ordering. So I just thought it's like, she's like, I'm ordering the ceviche. So I'm, I'm just gratuitously ordering things for the table it's not gonna go to waste i know it's not gonna go to waste because it's just these little appetizers that are like bite-sized anyway so i'm ordering that finally i got them to come around the dessert they listened to me finally and for the dessert course everybody got two desserts and i was honestly i'm not gonna lie to you that was a very proud moment for me they're starting to uh, come around. Uh, the girl named Christy, I'm a little worried about her because uh, she's a very, very beautiful girl. Like seems, so She's Dominican, um, about like late 20s, early 30s. Very nice girl, uh, very pretty, but she is. it's her first cruise. First cruise solo. How about that? First cruise, solo cruise. Imagine that. But uh, she's taking it like a champ, but she's got every piece of medi- medication you could have. She's got the pills. She's got the, you know, the, the, the bands. She's got everything. And she's, like, really feeling the shit move. And I'm like, oof. I think I said this yesterday. It's coming back to me when I said it in my mind. I'm like, but, yeah, she's going she's gonna to be in for some trouble because she was like, literally, the ship is not even moving. And we're in an elevator. And she's holding on to the wall as if she's going to fall if she doesn't hold on to the wall. But uh, that was it. So after dinner, we went up to Spice. Me and the uh, the zipper went up to Spice. So me and the three girls. And then um, old Tom did not come with us. He wanted to check out Howl at the Moon. So uh, he wanted to check out Howl at the Moon. So we went up, and it was like a dance lesson going on. It was like a Latin dance lesson. So we hung out. We did that for a little while. Then uh, it was about a bunch of us. I wasn't going out there to Latin dance, but the girls did. So I had a couple of drinks at the bar. And then uh, old Tom showed back up, and we hung out for a little while. The girls came off the dance floor, then went back onto the dance floor, and I'll probably get yelled at for this, but uh, I snuck out again. So I went because I forgot out of nowhere that they were doing Country Night at Bliss. So I went to Country Night at Bliss that was running till from like 10.30 till midnight, what a great time. They were play- The guy was good. It was good DJ. He was playing a good mix of old country and new country. He had the backbeats, the remix versions of them. So he had all these New Yorkers, I mean a New York-centric crews out there dancing country. Some of, the- some of it was line dancing. Some of it was just whatever. Um, it was funny to listen to some of these people too that's like day, th- what is it, today's day three. And they were like, yo, how do these people know that it's country night here? They got their boots on. I'm like, this guy's no idea. He's never seen a freestyle daily or whatever. But, um, you know, that's for him to learn about and figure out. But it was a good time. The, you know, then then uh, one of the girls 
asked, text me, asked me where I was, and I said I'm in the country section. I just I'm a country fan, and I just wanted to check out the country bar. She texts me, would I be cramping your style if I showed up there? I'm like, there's no style. Don't worry, there's no style to cramp. So she showed up. We had a drink there. Listen, this is crazy. I haven't been smashed out yet, this cruise. I haven't been hammered. And again, I told you guys, truthfully, that's not what I'm looking to do. Tomorrow is Great Stirrup K. I don't necessarily know if I'm even getting off the ship for Great Stirrup K. Uh, if I do, we'll see. You know, well, there's a thing called the Bacardi Bar. Seems kind of fun. It seems like they do a lot of stuff towards uh, adults and kind of like partying type stuff. But um, I don't know. That's pretty much it. Day three is in the books. So tomorrow's day four, Great Stirrup K, and we will talk to you then. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you soon. All right, where we at? We're on day four already, aren't we? Man, these cruises, solo or with a group, they just kind of fly by, don't they? Uh, Love being at sea, really, really enjoying myself. Uh, You know, like I said, there's some benefits I'm noticing to the whole cruising solo thing. There's some drawbacks. Uh, definitely the drawbacks are going to outweigh the benefits. But, uh, you know, we're trugging along. And, again, I can honestly say I'm really, really enjoying myself on this solo cruise. All right. So let's get into it today. So today we woke up late. This is the port day, the first uh of the Bahama Islands, so we went to Grand Stirp K today. All right, so the girls I mentioned before, uh, you know, they were up early. The texted me some hour that I just wasn't going to make it at. You know, normally I'm up fairly early, but for this one, I just kind of like I guess I got a little. Uh, I was up in the middle of the night doing some stuff, doing some work, and having a little trouble sleeping. So I just wasn't necessarily worried about. It. And I did that. I was watching TV too. I just wasn't really worried about getting up at the crack of dawn because I wasn't even sure if I was going to go to Grand Stirrup K. And uh, you know, during the sea days, I mean, I'm sorry, the port days, there's stuff going on on the ship, but not a ton of stuff going on the ship. So, but what I did is I got up probably about eleven, eleven thirty, and uh. Ended up heading down to uh, Great Stirrup K. And the tender, uh, that was smooth. Getting there was smooth, I'll say that. So there was really barely any barely any line. And uh, you just hop on the boat. And honestly, it's an enjoyable ride. You're riding on this giant cruise ship, you know, thousands and thousands of miles. And, uh, you know, you feel connected to the sea, but you're not really on a boat. You're on a ship, you know what I mean? So it is nice, even as short as it is, as short as that ride is, it's nice to kind of feel the ocean and bop around a little bit because, man, boy, did we feel the ocean. Uh, Really rocky. So showed up, uh, grabbed a bite to eat first. I saw the, uh, you know, the the snack bar was open, the grill was open, and uh, it was really, really good food, to be honest with you. They had uh, jerk pork. Uh, I'm sorry, jerk chicken, and they had uh, beans and rice and some stuff that you didn't necessarily see uh, most of this port. Uh, I'm sorry, in the uh, buffet during the week, so that was really really enjoyable. Um, walked the beach, uh, checked, walked the whole island, walked around a little bit, snapped a couple of pictures. You could tell that there's something going on here. They're about to build this giant. I mean, they built it, this giant tower. It's not open. You don't have access to it yet, and I'm not sure what it is. I'm sure it's probably like a zipline thing or a slide type thing or whatever lookout thing or, you know, whatever it is. But uh, it does look like it's going to be impressive. So all these cruise lines, like we talked about, they're really, really shaping up the private islands. And uh seems like there's going to be a lot to look forward to coming up. Um, uh, so there's a few different beaches. The uh, Patron bar or beach whatever it is is closest to the way you're going to tender so that tends to get a little crowded and it's got patron too so a lot of people like it there and they drink up and have a nice time and you know you, you talk about these private islands again always i talk about it they're not my thing per se but if you are looking to shut down 
If you are looking to relax and just take in, you know, just gorgeous water, gorgeous sand, uh, this this is what you want. We had, like I said, we had awful weather the first basically three days. And then uh, this was the day where it really broke free and the weather was absolutely gorgeous. It was like low 80s or something like that. Not too hot. Um, then you have the Bacardi Bar. The Bacardi Bar is where all the action's at. Now, this is a very small island. It's like tiny. You know, it's not even like that, um, you know, Half Moon Key and places like that. You know, they have a large island, but only some of it is populated. This is just literally, it's a strip. It's literally a very, very small island. And, uh, you know, I guess it's really all you need, right? So the Bacardi Bar has all the action going on. They were doing hot body competitions. They had the DJ. They were, uh, you know, as the kids say, turning it up over there you know tons and tons of people uh there was this was weird there was i guess there was three crew no i'm sorry there were two cruise ships that were docked there i think now i don't know it may have just been us this was a scary moment so all right let me move on so we had uh i was done by three o'clock i kind of just wanted to check check out the island i knew i was going to do a podcast about it so i wanted to walk around a little bit and get right off but Oh my gosh, by 3 o'clock, the tender line looked, I mean, out of control. And this one thing, as you guys know, I freaking hate lines. I hate just standing there and waiting. So I don't know whether it's psychological or not. I just took it into my own hands and just parked in a beach chair and put on my iPhone and just listened to some music and listen. Why am I Why am I in such a rush to leave? Let's. But the line just didn't go down. So finally, I'm passing out. Now, when we got there, there was two ships that were visible. And one was ours, and then there was a smaller, looked like a luxury line, Ultralux line. I don't know if it was uh, Azamora. I don't know what it was, uh, but uh, I just noticed that. So then I am laying on the beach. I pass out, and then I look up, and I see a giant cruise ship turning around and fading into the distance. Ladies and gentlemen, I shit myself. Yes, there was a lot of people around. Yes, there were people kind of hanging out. But before I asked anyone, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, wait, that's the big ship. The big ship is leaving. Uh, There's still clearly people here, so I'm not stranded, stranded. But did my ship just leave? So I said to the people a a couple of chairs down, I'm like, are you on Norwegian? And they're like, yes. I'm like, where is that ship going? They're like, I don't know. They're like, is that our ship? I'm like, I don't think so. It can't really be our ship, right? She's like, no. And then I kind of relaxed, realizing there's just a ton of people around. So it's, And then I kind of got scared again. I'm like, wait a minute. This is Norwegian's private island. Maybe it's just another Norwegian uh, ship that they're on. And my ship left. And that other smaller ship that I thought was a luxury line or whatever, uh, you know, that's also a Norwegian ship. And that's why, you know, these people are still here. So maybe I missed my ship. And, yes, it was th- like 3.30, 4 o'clock. And that wasn't – we weren't supposed to get back on till 6. But I'm questioning everything. I'm just watching this giant cruise ship sail off and disappear into the horizon. So I'm like, did I get the times wrong? And I'm like, breakaway, right? She goes, yes, breakaway. So I was like, all right, well, fine. So then I got up, walked around because I'm like just chilling. I'm just laying on the – I don't even want to – I don't care. <laughs> I mean you can't get left at Great Stirrup K, right? That's a good question. What happens if that ever happens? Let's just say the Norwegian Dawn and the Norwegian Escape are both at Half Moon Key. I'm sorry, at uh, Great Stirrup Key. And uh, the Escape is ready to leave at 3. And then the uh, Dawn is ready to leave at 6. And about a group of 20 people missed the escape. What do they do? 
They can't leave them. Do they put them on the dawn? Do they basically say, you know, you got to figure it out? Like, what do they do? Because you cannot leave people on that island. So I wonder if they just take them and put them on the dawn. Uh, very, very interesting question. If anybody knows the answer to that, hit me up on the Facebook lounge on the Always Be Booked Facebook lounge or on uh, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I'm actually going to look into that. Maybe I'll ask uh, you know, Doug or somebody if they know what happens if you miss a ship and there's still another Norwegian ship le- left at a private island. Oh, that could work for Royal Caribbean too. So hold on one second. I'm sorry. All right, that's it. So, um, so the line was crazy, but then I'm sitting there just waiting for the line to go down, and it's not going down. But then the girls had got in the line, and then I saw them, so they just told me jump in here. And uh, I did jump in with them, but it was still a huge line. It was just a very long line, and I said right there, I'm like, I'm not dealing with this tender stuff anymore. I'm not getting, I'm not dealing with tender ships. What ships do you have to tender? What islands do you have to tender for now that are really even worth it if you, uh, you know, if you don't mind missing a beach day, just Grand Cayman, right? When is Grand Cayman going to build a dock? Um, all right, so we jumped in line with the girls, and then uh, we were probably the second to last boat to tender. I don't think we were the actual last ones off the island, but we were very, very close. And all aboard time was 6.30, and we were not the last tender ship, and we were back on after 6.40, so... I guess it doesn't really matter because it's just a really quick run over to Nassau anyway, so they weren't really worried about being late. But we were definitely late. Um, yeah, it sucked. But I do I do like the ride again. So we were it was even more rocky before. It was nuts. The girls were like freaking out. I'm like, you know, it's not a big deal. We're fine. Everything's cool. We're just sitting up here and we're getting splashed. The water's splashing around. And uh it was interesting because I always wonder why they skipped these ports and you saw why they skipped the ports. It took about Probably, I don't know, 10 minutes, even though we were at the ship, it took us about at least 10 minutes to try to hook on to where we can actually let start letting people off the ship because the waves were crazy, the wind was crazy, and this tender was just bouncing around, I mean, out of control. And, you know, they these guys had a great – Norwegians did a great job, man. They honestly did – when you're online waiting for the tender, they're running around giving little Italian ices out, and that was really cool. They had an endless supply of Italian ices. You could have three or four if you wanted to. They just had a ton of them. And then when you are uh, getting back on the tender ship, they had probably like six guys with life preservers on each side of, you know, I guess the embarkation, whatever you call it, the uh, little, uh, I guess, the, the, the stepping stool that they use to get you from the tender to the ship. And they're literally helping everybody. If a big wave's coming, they stop everybody. And, uh, you know, they do a good job. So uh, shout out to Norwegian for that. I got to give them credit for that. Um, And that's it. So basically I was supposed to meet the cruise director tomorrow. Uh, I'm sorry. Tomorrow. I'm all whacked out here. I was supposed to meet uh, the cruise director today, but it got rescheduled for tomorrow because he wasn't available. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I'm definitely going to have that interview. Looking forward to it. And uh, I'll let you know how it goes. So it was a quick day. This is why a quick little uh, episode here. Or a quick little segment here for day four. And uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. NASA tomorrow. Day five. I got a feeling it's going to be a good one. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Day five. And day five is... Uh, one that changed it all. Uh, I got a story to tell you guys. It's it's not a good story, and uh, we'll get to that. But I want to kind of go through Nassau first, and uh, we'll we'll talk about Nassau 
and then we'll get into, I guess, uh, what what is actually going to basically change this vacation as we know it. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about Nassau. So Nassau, ladies and gentlemen, what we need to realize and what we need to understand is that it does not suck. I don't know. First of all, I don't know if it's changed. I don't know if uh, they, they must have got together and had a meeting, uh, a Nassau-wide meeting. And everybody kind of got in the mix and was like, you know, we, we got a bad rap and we got to change things. Because anything that we talk about, anything that you've heard, honestly, I'm going to say this. I, I, Nassau just creeped up into one of my probably top five ports. I don't know. I know the the couple of things you hear about Nassau is that there's nothing to do, which first of all that's absurd. That's completely absurd. And the other thing you hear, which was probably at one time or maybe even still is legitimate, is that it's not the cleanest, I guess, most utopian wonderland port. Now, I get that. I understand that, but. You you have to understand you don't really have both. You know what I mean? They say New York City is a dirty city. It's not a dirty city. It was a dirty city. But uh, even though now it has the reputation of being a lot cleaner than it was, you're still going to see, hear, and smell some shit that you don't want to ever see, hear, smell, or you know, whatever. It's just it, it's bad. Like there's certain parts where it's bad, and that just comes with urban city living. And Nassau is a major for the for the for the Caribbean as a whole. It's pretty much a major metropolis, and that's what you're going to get. And, you know, I I could tell you this. I got off the ship, and, uh, you know, I put it – guys, do me a favor. Go back on YouTube and check out things to do in Nassau. It took me freaking (laughs) – so long to put that together i know it shouldn't have but kind of coordinating the voice the pictures and the podcast and everything um and i want to say i wanted to go over back over a few of those things because i had done that while researching a lot of the stuff not necessarily having experienced all of them some of them but not all of them but i wanted to kind of dive into it and see what it said see what it looked like and i dove in this time and i did a bunch of that stuff and i'm gonna tell you it's legit, guys. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I don't even understand. I was actually even talking to people too, and I'll get to that in a second. And they know what their reputation was, and that's why I feel like they almost maybe kind of got together. I'm, I'm sure they didn't. I'm sure that's me imagining it, but <clears throat> it was just crazy because I'm, I'm, I get off the ship and I'm walking around. Uh, you know, it's crazy. You go to, you go to all these places and all these uh, rustic, locally owned joints and this and that, and. Uh, you know, you walk by a place like Dunkin' Donuts, and meanwhile they're charging three dollars more per drink. Pretty much, it's still jam packed. I mean, out the out the front door, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. All these people are going to be in this area one time, and they have one chance to experience all this culture that's around them. And what are they going to do? They're going to start crashing the line at Dunkin' Donuts. So I got in line and ordered my iced coffee, uh, cold brew, actually, with a little bit of milk, a little bit of sugar. And uh, I got got mine and walked away. And I just started walking the town, and I got a map. And I started seeing things. Like The first thing I came upon was that Pirates Museum that I mentioned, and uh, where you walk in, and there's an actual-sized pirate ship in the in the room and you know it was $13 so that was a little bit much but a guy comes in and they take pride in it you walk in and it's an actual museum 
And, you know, <clears throat> the gentleman dressed as a pirate at the front door, uh, an island guy, a native guy, he just is, he's in a pirate voice, welcomes you in. And then he takes the money. They take the money at the front desk. And then the minute you pay, they put a wristband on you. And he goes into some pirate, quick little pirate thing. And I'm like, oh, geez, am I, is this guy going to be following me around the whole time? But no, he does like in a pirate accent, this introduction to the museum. And it's a self-guided museum. And you walk in. They spent a lot of time on the arts and crafts and, you know, if that's the right word for it, the exhibits. And there's a lot of cool information. I learned a lot. I mean, I learned about these these different odysseys these pirates went on, and you learned specific little stories. Like, you know, some people became pirates because they were sent out to capture pirates, and the lifestyle was so alluring that they just ended up being pirates, and they never came back until they were caught, captured, and hung uh, for, I guess, what, treason or whatever you would call it back then, but... Really, really interesting stuff, and I enjoyed the Pirate Museum. I spent about 25 minutes in there, went through the whole thing. It's not big. I don't know if it's worth, was it, 11 or $13? It may it may not have been priced appropriately, but uh, just uh, not that it wasn't cool. It was just kind of quick. It was kind of short. But, I mean, if you, if you have a $10, $12, $13 to spend on a freaking something and you want to do something in Nassau quick, it, it was cool. It was definitely, for me, it was worth it. I don't know if it would be worth it to everybody, but I thought it was really, really cool. So I continued to walk around. I walked past the cigar uh, factory. I didn't you know, I didn't necessarily uh, you know get too involved in that, but I looked in it, and the people, it looked cool. People were learning how to make cigars, and, you know, it definitely looked like uh, if you're into that type of thing, it would have been cool. And then I went to the um, oh the uh, Fort Finn Castle, walkable. All this stuff is walkable, guys. I walked to Fort Finn Castle, and that's where I interacted with the ladies up at the front door. So I walked all the way up to the top, and then you know you're at the top of a hill, and then there's a. I mean, this is kind of ridiculous, but there's a fort there. It's a very small fort, but they charge $3 to get into the fort. Now, they probably shouldn't charge to get into this fort, but at the same time, yes, they should. I mean, you got to make money somewhere, right? What, do you, what, do you, what are we doing here? Let these natives make a couple of dollars. So I went up and tried to give them a 20 The woman says, oh, you have anything smaller? I said, no. She said, all right, just go and then come back. Totally trusted me, gave me a ticket, let me go into the fort. I walked on top of the fort. I'll be posting some pictures and videos from up there. I already did a posted picture with the cannon if on the Always Be Booked Facebook Cruisers Lounge. Um, so you uh, you go up there and it's really really cool. You're standing at the top. They don't care what you do. You can walk to the side of the roof and like be you know you could plummet to your death. It's like so different from America where there'll be gates and guards and everybody do not stand behind this line. No, these other countries they're not so litigious. So they're just like listen, moron. If you're too stupid to know that you could fall off this freaking t- roof, then you know what we can't help you. So you know it's it's cool. It's cool to uh, it's to me that's refreshing. But that was awesome and. Uh, I came back down, and then I said to the woman, uh, "Did you get you got enough yet?" You know, and she said, uh, "Don't worry, just go, just go." And then I engaged her. I was like, "Ma'am, you know, I gotta say, everybody that I'm meeting is very, very nice. You know, you know the reputation now, so it gets." She's like, "I know. People say, you know, we're, you know, we're rude. People say the city is dirty, but you know, that's not true. We're very, very." Uh, she's like, "I thank you for noticing that, and thank you for noticing the city." And you know, and I told her, "I do have a podcast, and I'm going to be saying it." 
you know, because whatever, she let me go. She didn't ask anything from me. She didn't want anything from me. She just says, you know what, don't pay. Don't worry about it. You don't have to pay, you know. So I was like, you know, it's just, I, I just had a very, very good experience with the people. There's tons and tons of shops, tons and tons of bars. And I was just telling her how positive the experience has been. And she was so appreciative of that. And she was trying to say, you know, tell everybody you know. You know, we, we're not like what people say we are. We take a lot of pride in our island. And I couldn't have agreed more. So then right then and there... In that same area is the Queen Steps. I mean, it is beautiful. Uh, you're standing at the top, and it's almost like you're already at the top where the fort is, so you can kind of see everything. Uh, and then your your trip back down is down the Queen Steps. So you go down the Queen Steps, and you look back, and you kind of see just, you know, I don't know how many steps there are, but in the waterfall, it's very majestic. There was a model photo shoot going on while we were there, but that was fine. It was cool. I, I mean, I, I, I really, really enjoyed Nassau, and then... You know, just continuing to walk around some of the shops. And uh, there was also, I didn't get to see the art museum. And I didn't get to see this historic museum. And I didn't get to see the uh, Junkano Museum. But then, what I did was, and here's where it goes bad. I decided, and you'll know exactly what happened the minute I tell you this. I decided to rent a moped. So I go over, and the guy, I'll be honest with you, the guy was like, Oh, buddy, what's up? So you need one? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, cool. I got you. He brings me over, walks me up, starts signing me up, and he gets in my ear, you know, not unlike Cozumel or whatever. And he says, how about uh, party favors, women, anything? What do you need? What do you need? No, 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 sir. No, thank you. <laughs> I haven't even had a drink yet. I, I wasn't, you know, I just, I wanted to really take in Nassau. Uh, the girls were going to do Cabbage Beach, and I I wasn't doing that we just freaking spent the whole day at the beach the day before at grand great stirrup uh so i was like yeah whatever i'm gonna do uh, you know my self-guided walking tour and go see a lot of the stuff that i spoke about in that things to do in nasa youtube video so i got on the uh moped uh paid it was like it was like 50 bucks but then it ended up being 90 bucks because it's 20 dollars for insurance and then 20 dollars uh deposit which you get back uh which i didn't get back <laughs> stay tuned so i get i get on the uh i get on the moped and i start driving around and yeah i'm not i'm not an experienced moped driver you know but i'm also you know haven't had a sip to drink i'm fully aware and i'm of of, of like i'm you know, capable human being, I'm figuring it's okay. So I'm driving around and I'm enjoying it. I'm 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 taking in the breeze and I looked at Junkano Beach. I didn't know that's what it was. I drove by there and man, some of the most that that might be the most beautiful water I have ever seen. And that beach was going. It was lit. Everybody was dancing, partying. It was a good time. But then there's also a quiet end of it too. So. I was enjoying both of those for a little while. Then I continued to drive, and uh, I decided I wanted to go to the fish fry. But I thought you get there via the Paradise Island Bridge. So I go over the Paradise Island Bridge, and that was a cool experience. You're driving a moped, doing about 60 kilometers per hour, driving over this freaking giant bridge. And you guys, if you guys know that bridge that goes from uh, Nassau to Paradise Island, it's really, really cool and uh, ended up going over by seeing Atlantis. Then I drove by Cabbage Beach, drove up on the beach. Just I took a quick little peek to see if the girls were there or not, but I wasn't going to stop anyway, so it didn't really matter. Um, but I just looked at and wanted to see Cabbage Beach. And I'll say about Cabbage Beach, gorgeous white sand. Like I said, it is probably the prettiest beach there is, but it was crowded. And uh, it also, 
had a uh, huge huge waves like the it actually wasn't even that the waves were that big but i think the the beach was like a little rocky and just the terrain at the bottom of that you know shore kind of created this like crashing type of a sensation with the waves so all right here we go so i leave cabbage beach and i go to turn around and i'm going up I'm on the left side of the road like you're supposed to be, and I go to go into an intersection, and I realize that I kind of ran the intersection, but uh, I think that it was like a touch and go, like they were just turning green. So she was anticipating a green light, and uh, I was going to stop. So I'm like, no big deal. There's a big divider, so it would have been a little awkward. I would have been in the middle where the divider is, but... My plan was just to stop there. Now, the way these mopeds work, and you'll probably a lot of people will laugh at me off this, and this is no good. But um, you know, the brake is like a handbrake on on the moped, but then the handle is an accelerator at the same at the same exact spot. I don't really get how that works. Should probably be different different handles for that. So I'm driving, and I see the jeep start to go, and I. She she's going. She's she's going by another fifteen, twenty miles per hour. And I think I'm just okay. Let me brake. I go to brake, I accelerate. As I'm making a left, I try to make I try to stop and I'm thinking I'm gonna stop. She panicked, I panicked. I crash into this Jeep on on my acceleration. I'm I'm getting I'm actually going faster and accelerated into this moving Jeep, sideswiped the Jeep. And now don't, uh, like, this is, this is, I, I debated telling you guys this or not. I didn't even want to tell you guys this because I, I do, it's not lost on me, the fact that you guys are listening to this stuff thinking, I mean, is this guy exaggerating some stuff? I don't, I don't exaggerate these things. I don't, um, there's no point in doing that really. I, I wouldn't really feel like uh, I was gaining anything by telling you, by, by my mind, my self-credibility is important to me. So, But at the same time, I'm like, are these people even going to believe all these freaking stories? How is all this crap happening to me? Whatever. So I ram into the freaking Jeep. Now, it's a very interesting thing what goes through your mind when you when you get into a crisis situation like that. So I'm like, in all one flash, I was like, okay, we're going to crash. Okay, it's not that bad. No problem. You know, you, the bike might be damaged. That that that's a problem, but you know, we'll get through that. But it continued to go. She continued to go. I think, or she was trying to stop, and she was skidding, so she couldn't stop at that at that time. I fall off the bike, and I'm getting dragged. I think, and, I, and it's a little bit of a blur. But this is the weird part. And again, I'm fully saying this, saying that I may have imagined this. I may have. This may have been an optical illusion. I don't know what the hell it was. But I went from like, okay, hopefully you'll just get out of this. No problem. You fell off. You'll probably be scraped up a little bit. Uh, maybe a little sore. But then I saw my leg, my shin, under the tire. And I saw my shin change shapes. I saw I saw it. That's what my mind told my eyes that I saw. And uh, immediately, finally... She came to a halt, and I didn't completely go under, but I kind of like went like half under or like maybe side under, and then maybe it spit my leg back out. I really don't know, guys. I really don't know, but I, I'm staring at my leg. So it went from, all right, stop the stop the thing. You're going to fall off to, okay, you're falling down. There may be a couple of scratches and cuts to, okay, this is it. This is the new normal for your life now. You are, your leg is crushed. 
and you are going to the hospital. You'll get, you know, you have to fly out of here, and uh, you'll be in a hospital for several months, and you'll never be the same again, probably. Uh, whatever. I, 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 that's that's what I thought. I was like, this is how this ends. That that was that was a solid fact in my mind. And no, it didn't hurt because you don't feel those things. Because when your adrenaline's going like that, whether you call it shock, whether your adrenaline, whatever it is, you don't feel it. So then she stops. People get out of their cars. The intersections immediately closed. People start running from everywhere. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. The lady who hit me was uh, wasn't like I said. It wasn't her fault. But you know, the lady who I collided with was a. Uh, uh, a very actually very pretty uh blonde woman who said she was in a jeep and she said you know her boyfriend was a boat captain on a yacht and uh she was f- freaking out horrified and people just told me like ho- almost holding me down don't move don't move that was bad that was really bad F- don't move and you know when i looked at my leg though i thought i did see it change shapes but then i also seen it pop back out so i'm thinking okay well that's swelling i'm still mangled but that's swelling so whatever so i'm laying there and uh guys this this is the freaky part and i know i'm kind of messed up and i know things are not good and i know i'm waiting for an ambulance but i just said to everybody around like guys i'm gonna get up i'm gonna try to get up they're like no 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 do not move do not move and i listened for a minute but then i was like all right there's there's no pain and I get that. That is probably adrenaline. But I'm going to try to get up. Guys, I got up. And then I stood there. I was like, okay, so nothing's failing me right now. Just standing here. Let me take a step. I took a step. Fine. Took another step. Then I started walking around. I still didn't trust it. I was like, I know what I saw under that. I know what I saw. And again, I'm, I'm telling you that maybe maybe in a, an optical illusion, it could have been just whatever. I don't know. But I was walking around. I was cut up bad, bruises everywhere. And then uh, the ambulance, you know, the ambulance is there now. And they're telling me, you know, we're going to take you in. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm walking around right now. I'm not going to a uh, bohemian hospital right now. This is, this looks like we're going to get through this. So I didn't know if that was the case or not, uh, but I, you know, sat there. I was in the ambulance with them. They were, you know, fixing me up, dressing the wounds, wrapping me up, taking care of me on the site. So everything was fine, and um, no problems. So uh, then I noticed they're like, "Dude, look!" They're going, "Look, look, buddy!" And I look at my sneaker, and there's a giant hole in my sneaker. Sock is gone, sneaker gone, and just my foot is exposed with huge cuts on it like peeled back skin i'm like ah ooh, <laughs> that doesn't look good so i just they, they took care of that too so they're taking care of it. i'm sorry i skipped orders there i noticed that hole in the sneakers before they started tending to me so when they took care of me they took care of me and like they ha- sat me up and you know gave me all sorts of uh cleaned everything out fixed everything put uh, i you know iodine and you know all the all the equipment they had and then wrapped it up like doing what they do so I clearly was not well walking around, but I was, it was a severe limp, but I was walking around and there was nothing in my leg that I couldn't do. I could move every single toe. I could move every, I could move my foot, rotate my foot and I could, uh, I could, I could move my knee and everything despite the pain. So that minds my sports, you know, not that I'm a doctor, but my sports background tells me and my sport, if you, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're really messed up, you can't walk around like that. You can't, you can't. So, uh, I was walking around. I went back. The um, 
cab driver, a cab driver picked me up. And again, I'm starting to have these experiences in Nassau where everybody's nice. So the guy was like, oh, man, this is terrible. He's like, I got some Motrin. I got eight, uh, was 800 milligram Motrin I got. Uh, I was like, oh, no, I'm not taking your pills. I'm just going to go buy that then. That's what I get. He's like, no, they're not going to give that to you. Take mine. And I didn't think it would be the best thing to take uh, you know, prescription medication from a cab driver in Nassau. But the guy was so nice. The guy was really cool. Everybody there advised me, just forget about the bike. They have insurance. You paid the $20 for insurance. That means that's what it goes to. And the company was actual, an actual company. It wasn't some guy on the street like like when it was Grand Turk. But um, it was it was it was it was just kind of really really wacky to me that that happened. And I'm and I was walking around. So I finished out the night. We went to dinner, walked around a little bit, went to Spice H2. I couldn't really walk that well, but getting around with a limp. And uh, I just think this is a matter of just getting freaking lucky, man. I don't know how to explain it. Went to Spice H2O. Spice H2O was cool. Getting back into I guess the cruise reporting and stuff like that. Uh, this was an actual Spice H2O night. The, it was the uh, party, the um, glow party. They killed him, man. You know, they don't have the guy Dave. The guy Dave on the escape was just one of those game changer type guys. I will say this DJ I thought was better. You know, I thought it was phenomenal. And uh, they play All I Do Is Win. And when he played All I Do Is Win, the whole place goes nuts. I think they do this fleet wide. I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember. I think they did it on the escape. But the guy plays uh, All I Do Is Win. And then you know the part in All I Do Is Win. All I Do Is Win. win, win and they stay there. Wait, hold on. That part where they just go where they just go quiet. He stopped that, kept the quiet going for extra long time, and then started playing the Titanic music. And then everybody booed, booed, booed. They were laughing, and then the DJ dropped the rest of the song after that. Now you kind of had to be there for that. I don't know why I told you that, but it was cool. Uh, <clears throat> so went back to uh, went back to the room. Here I am kind of chilling you know i'm gonna elevate tonight i'm a little nervous you know the thing is i feel a little better i feel like it was like a little bit of improvement throughout the night which is strange i don't get that because i'm feeling like you know i'm still rolling off adrenaline probably and when i go to bed tonight i'm gonna elevate rap do everything i need to do and uh that's just i'm not taking anything yet i'm not taking any because i want to feel the pain i want to assess the pain i want to know where i'm at i don't want to be uh you know blinded i had a couple of drinks tonight so maybe that's helped me out with a little bit of the pain i didn't get i didn't get drunk i didn't get anything that's weird we got these the crew these girls you know they're a good time um you know i'll give probably give a little bit more details about that whole scenario in uh the next podcast to come but uh you know it was it was cool they they, they were a good time and we had a good little good little crew um it was funny because one of them was like and i don't know they're a little one of them's a little weird one of them's a little like a little inflated sense of self-esteem i don't know they she's just walking around everybody seems to be looking at her ass everybody's staring at her this guy wants her and i'm like um I mean, I'm sure maybe some of them might want you. I mean, but it's not like, yeah, come on. Let's get off the high horse a little bit. And then she said this. She goes, why are we still going to these stupid dinners with these losers? <laughs> like, what? She's like, yeah, we, we, why are we still going to these singles events, like solo events? We we got a crew. We got us four. We have a crew now. Why are we going to these events with all these weird people, these old people? I'm like, that's not my style. Come on, man. You don't forget where you came from. That's it. You don't just abandon. Okay, we. It's, but that's like how, like this one. That's how kind of how she seems to be. Just seems to be like very, very 
uh, coarse and no, no, not my style a little bit. But you know, the other two are really, really nice. And she's probably all right too. Just that's you know, everybody's got personality flaws. Come on, look at me. I'm freaking driving around freaking Nassau, ramming into jeeps and rolling around underneath trucks. And uh, at least living to tell about it. So I'm gonna go to bed now tonight. Uh, again, if you, I'm, I'm probably gonna, I don't want to post these pictures of of my leg because. Uh, <laughs> I just hate when people do that. You know when people do that? You, you're scrolling through a news feed, and you don't ask to see this gory crap, whatever. It's, you know, some turtle ch- choking on a straw or uh, somebody having a pus snapped out of their freaking cyst or something. These are things you don't want to, you know, like the smoking videos they just show on TV, which is so offensive. You're sitting in a restaurant eating, and they show those freaking, you know, just gook coming out of people's lungs. I'm throwing up just thinking about it. But I don't want to freaking put those online and shove them down your throat but again i also want to be like you know i hope these people believe me i'm not telling like stories or whatever either way either uh there was some divine intervention today or uh i am just uh you know wolverine or i'm a whack job and i'm seeing things that aren't actually there but i'm perfectly i'm perfectly admitting that that is a possibility i may have just kind of assumed something was going to happen and my mind saw it maybe i honestly though i don't think so I don't think so. I, I feel like my leg got freaking dented in and then popped back out. That's what I feel like happened. I think it did. But again, it could be a wacko. Uh, that's about it. Um, I will uh, go to bed tonight, wake up, and uh, let you know how the uh, how the pain is. Hopefully, there's some improvement, but I got a feeling it's going to be extra sore. All right, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, day six. We are here, man. Even the ones that are solo, they fly by. I can't believe we're already here. It's the end of day six, and a little recap for the day. Uh, clearly pissed off the room steward today. He, uh, It's safe to say he doesn't like me anymore. He came to the door. As I tell the guy, I'm like, listen, I'm a little injured, all right? I, uh... I'm going to need some time, and uh, yeah, I did sleep in, slept a little late because, uh, you know, just it, it, I'm waking up in the middle of the night. It's a little hurting here and there, and, uh, you know, I'm, this is how this cruise is going. It's it's a late late waking up cruise. That's what's happening right now, and it's, you know, the injury absolutely has something to do with that. So, uh, yeah, he doesn't like me anymore. He made no bones about, you know, trying to knock and enter at least three or four times, and I told him, buddy, I need a couple more minutes, and I was underestimating the amount of time I needed because I'm literally trying to freaking disinfect and treat the wounds and re-wrap, so it was taking me a little bit longer than he wanted, clearly, and then that was it for the rest, and he's just not even, he doesn't look at me, cold shoulder. I came back to the room, when I came back to the room, I think he's doing a little things to uh, piss me off, I think he's, uh, I had a card in my, you know that card that you have to put in the first initial light switch, and if you leave that card in, you will uh, be able to keep the lights on, and if the card's not in, the lights won't go on. Uh, I I had that in there the entire cruise. Yesterday, it somehow was gone, and then uh, it took me about. Also, when I got home tonight, it took me about you know ten minutes. No big deal to try to find my remote, and I remembered the card thing, and I bet he hid it somewhere where he thinks I wouldn't look. So I had this little mouse that he put for the towel, and uh, he literally wrapped the remote in the freaking, uh, not in the towel, in the overlap bed, the little lip on the bed, you know, that you wouldn't really think to look. I don't know. I could be wrong on that. You guys tell me. Do they do that to you? Has has your remote ever been left in, you know, the fold over on the bed? They make the bed, 
put it up nice and then they do that one fold over like that little i don't know six inch fold does it does they ever put the remote in that six inch fold i totally could be being paranoid but i'm not paranoid the fact that he doesn't like me he definitely just cold shoulder whatever i'm definitely not gonna let it bother me i'm certainly not gonna complain about it but Man, that's his issue. Yeah, whatever. I'm trying to limp around the damn ship here, and that's what he wants to do. That's fine. I do apologize. I do. I get that they have a job to do, and they want me out of the room. I would have had no problem if he skipped my my room for the day, you know. But he clearly, I guess, maybe that's against policy. They don't want to skip the room. They don't want to skip the, uh, the the making up of the rooms. But it is what it is. So, all right. The, so the leg. It obviously felt awful getting up out of bed, but weirdly enough. I noticed improvement from the day before. So I was able to move a little bit better, walk around a little bit better, and it was starting to loosen up. And I started having a couple of drinks, and it really started to loosen up. But no, it's still a significant limp, and uh, you know the cuts are still there, and uh, I'm trying to just take care of them as much as possible. Um, and that's about it. These girls, they get out, they get out, they get up, they sit there alone for like 7:45 to get out there for like 8:30. These this chair capturing thing, this I don't want to call it hogging because I think they were staying out there the whole time. But this chair hogging thing is real, man. They they get up at eight thirty and they don't play. They pick their spot, and that's like what their cruise is all about to them. That's what they want. So, like I said, these girls are cool. It's just not necessarily a cruise buddy match. I'm not necessarily in tune with everything that they want to do. Especially like you know they they don't they don't they don't party at all. They're not like looking to you know the one the one or two of them like to dance and they get their dancing in and you know completely dead sober dancing. Can you imagine that dead sober dancing? <laughs> But that's what they do. They have like maybe a wine or two with dinner. Haven't seen any of them visi- visibly drunk whatsoever. And um, it's weird. So they're texting me. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll be around. I'll, I'll see. I'll see you out there at some point. And then I dressed the bands and I, I dressed the um, I dressed the wounds and then went out to see them. And uh, the reggae band was going. Man, that reggae band they got is good. I'll definitely have a name for them. I'll have your there. I'll have their name. It doesn't really matter. This if you're on the breakaway, you'll see them or if they move. But uh, they were really good, man, and they do next level. They everybody, they're all good, but these guys are really good, man. They have a, uh, you know, they have they can sound like Shaggy. They can impersonate certain reggae artists to make them sound like the real thing. And um, I thought I thought they were phen- phenomenal. So I stayed out with them for a little bit while, for a little while. They got a conga line going, and then I eventually was hungry, so I wanted to uh, not uh, skip the trip. Uh, skipped the conch fritters for the trip even though I didn't get them in the Bahamas but I went to Margaritaville solo and uh, I ate I had the uh, conch fritters which were really really good I had the um, uh, what was it the uh, Key West fish sandwich and then I got the cilantro slaw where I did not detect any cilantro but the slaw was still good so then uh Hung out there for a little while. It was just watching them, just sitting there. When you're sitting there by yourself, you have nothing to do. You just watch this woman. And, you know, the crew is just – its you could tell it's militaristic by the way they handle their crew because I just was watching this woman. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. She was literally going around the venue, sweeping with a pickup broom and a, and a, and a, and a, and a pickup – what do you call it? One of those, uh, you know, pickup-uppers. And uh, she was literally sweeping nothing. Just looking at areas, identifying areas, and would go to that area and do a little sweep as if there was something there. And I'm t- there was nothing there. So they just must tell her, I don't care what you think, you s- how clean you think the place is. You don't stop sweeping. She literally was walking around. It wasn't like she just kept sweeping in a row. She was spot sweeping, finding spots, 
identifying spots and then sweeping up and there was nothing there. So it's just crazy to see. It just tells you that they don't play around. They're like, you stop sweeping, you know, you're going to have to answer to us. So that was it. Margarita Bill was good. I went back down, met, met up with the girls again, stayed out there for a little while. But then I went back to the room because I had to prep up. Uh, for my interview with cruise director Dan Dan and um, so I did that what I did was I went down a little early set my equipment up in the card table uh, in the card table on a card table in the card room and uh, I was ready to go so I went to guest services like they told me to met up with him he led me to a room behind the guest services desk and I said would you mind I already have a set up and he's like no problem let's go no problem so we went to the card room Sat there, and uh, I have to say, you you may struggle a little bit to hear my audio because I wanted to make sure the mic was set on him. I only have one mic, so I wanted to make sure it was directly on him. You may have to struggle to hear my questions a little bit. It'll be like one of those documentaries where the guy's focused or the girl's focused on the camera, and then you hear somebody from the background. And the audio will be a little bit low on me, but I think you'll be able to hear. And really, that's not the most important point anyway. You'll be able to figure out what the questions were if you can't hear just by his answers. And he's really good, man. He was very, I mean, it's not a shock. He's very, very good on the microphone and on the air. And, you know, this is basically what his job is, right? Um, so that was cool. I felt really, really good after doing that. I was. It was weird. I was a little nervous, you know. I never uh, did anything like that before. And uh, they were really, really cool and accommodating here at Norwegian. And uh, I was telling him how, how great great I thought he was. And he really he really is good. Like I said on the you know, last cruise I was on, and it's not totally their fault. It's probably our fault too because we were running around doing our thing. But I, I, I saw the cruise director. Uh, I, I I didn't I, I didn't couldn't tell you his name I just didn't see he wasn't as much of a presence. Dan Dan is everywhere. He's funny. He's uh, you think the guy could be a stand up comedian if he wanted to. He's very very quick, very very witty, and just like over the top dynamic. You know what I mean? So I really really enjoyed that, and that was cool, and I appreciated his time. Uh, then I went back to bar eleven four twenty seven, which is my room, and I made myself a cocktail. In a little celebration or like a little relax after we did a little bit of, uh, you know, rubbed elbows. My first ever kind of, I guess, maybe brush with, again, this is no big deal. Anybody who's been doing this for any amount of years, you know, it's like you do this in your sleep. But I never got actual access sanctioned by the cruise line to meet up with the cruise director, and that was cool. So I had a drink, and I made one, uh, got ready a little bit, you know, changed, and then I uh, – drank that made one for the road so then what i did after that was i went to the port side of the waterfront it was crazy because everybody was starboard at the maltings uh on the outdoor part of the maltings bar which is on the eighth floor part of the waterfront also but that's where the bar was that's where the action was but the other side is where the sunset was and um the sunset last night was a really, really nice one. That's when you might have noticed me uh, feeling zero pain, posting sunset foot pictures. And uh, this will sound weird, but there was an Asian woman out there too with a real uh, high-quality camera. There was other people out there, and we were all just kind of talking to each other. We were kind of weird. We were kind of bonding over how beautiful the sunset was, and it was very, very nice. And everybody was kind of just in a great, great mood. It was so peaceful. And I was like, man, this is this is why this is it. This is why you cruise. Why? I, 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 there's no words to really describe. Like I was literally, you know, one of the girls was out there too in, our, in the uh, zipper crew, and uh, she was reading, so she was hanging out for a while too. 
I just had she just happened to be out there, and then uh, she was going to meet another one of the girls at eight, and I just wasn't ready to eat yet because I was still full from Margaritaville. So I just stayed and uh, had a couple of drinks, and I sat there, and it was amazing. And this this like I said, this will sound weird, but there was an Asian woman with the camera out there, and then while the sun was going down, and everybody was just kind of quiet, admiring it. If they were going to talk at all, they were just whispering. We're all taking pictures of each other, like for each other, and then she just broke out into song. She just I'm going to try to do it. I can't do it. I clearly can't sing or whatever, but she just went into this picture of the sun going down, sky changing colors, beautiful on the water. She just started going. And she did it like really like nice. Like she was like, you could tell she was some sort of a singer. I'm not saying she was a pro, but the woman could sing. And, we were like, do not stop doing that. That is beautiful. Very, very nice. She was really, really good. So we all had a little bonding session over what a beautiful sight the sunset was. So, all right, then the sun went down, and then I reconnected with the girls for Star Wars night at Spice H2O. No, and I don't mean that was a themed dance party. They actually were showing the movie Star Wars at 8 o'clock. And uh, that was cool for about 45 minutes. And then it happened i i got out of there i said goodbye to them and i was like and i'm just gonna do something else i'm gonna keep myself busy it was late it was like well not late but it was like nine o'clock so i would have been perfectly fine going back to the room resting the leg chilling out and getting ready for the next day you know the final day but it happened i made my first trip to the casino at this point i was feeling no pain uh, so i definitely had some drinks i mean i'm good now i kind of settled in but uh you know i was trying to be responsible i was not trying to go nuts i bought in for 300 bucks i did not want to uh you know do the usual kind of you know I, I don't think you're gonna win two grand betting the way i'm betting right now but uh it was cool it was up I was up and down. Uh, I never went on a sick run in either direction. I never got like, you know, no dealer came in and just basically terminated us. But I also, you know, never went on that awesome run where, you know, you're like, holy crap, you know, we're in a zone here. I would have to say the elevator. So when you play blackjack and like probably any game or roulette or whatever, uh, it's all about pretty much how your hands are going to go when you elevate or when you double down or when you split. Like you'll, you, you'll pretty much stay even a lot of times if you're just betting straight up. And uh, you have to figure out these little moments where, you know what, I'm done, you know, kissing my sister, you know, the cold word for a tie. And uh, I'm ready to see what's really, you know, want some action. So you'll be like, you'll be betting $10, $15 hands the whole time. And then you'll be like, you know what, let's throw a 50 in there. Let's do a 75. Let's do a 100. You know, this is on this cruise. Other cruises, it's significantly more than that sometimes. But, you know, when I did elevate, I would say the uh, success rate was about 50-50. And I walked away up 100 bucks. And uh, I don't know, the instincts told me to get up at that point. So I did. Um, and like I said, it's an early night. So I'm thinking I won't be able to do the ship tour at this point, And that sucks. I definitely wanted to do that. Uh, I'm not ruling it out completely, but we'll see how we feel tomorrow. It's just not likely the best thing for me to do to just be, uh, you know, walking the entire length of the ship on every single deck, getting getting some pictures. So unfortunately, that probably won't happen, but uh, it is what it is. Um, that's it. I appreciate you guys listening. Tomorrow, we got the last day. We'll see how it goes. That was day six, and uh, looking forward to talking to you tomorrow, day seven. Home stretch, ladies and gentlemen. 
All right, so that was it. I told you we didn't do the day seven one. There just wasn't a lot going on. Let me see if I can remember. So let me take you through that real quick. So I woke up late again, same thing. Room still it. I did a little bit better job of getting out early enough for him. He only had to bang on my door once or twice. Uh, what else did I do? Then met the girls. Oh, um, one of the zippers uh, was mad at me. Um, apparently, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't make myself available. Uh, I, I, I. What do you want me to tell you? I left early. The Spice H two O party. Oh no, the um, the, the whatever party we were at the night before. I kind of left a little bit early. It was a. It was a. It was announced, but it seemed to be. It was a. It was perceived to be a storm off or a little bit rude. I did apologize. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You know, we're all just, you know, trying to get through things here. I'm freaking got a leg that's barking. I don't want to, you know, so we we cleared it up though since then. So everything was fine. You know, we're we're okay. Uh, but I did go to the casino. That's that's probably why because I, I left. Uh, we did do a dinner. Um you know, and then I, then I went to the casino, and I won another three hundred, and I walked away, up four hundred bucks for the trip. Nothing crazy. Normally, walking away at at four hundred bucks would not be in the cards, no pun intended, for me whatsoever. And uh, that would be it. So then I went to bed, uh, decent night's sleep. Back in New York now. I told you about the disembarkation process, all that stuff. Uh, that's about it guys so that's the cruise like I said what is coming up is a regular show and within that regular show will be a little bit more on the general uh, good bad and indifferent on Norwegian Breakaway and on this particular sailing as well as the interview with Dan Dan the cruise director cruise news and your emails so hit me back guys let me know some of your reaction look forward to hearing you from this uh, about this this particular episode and we will talk to you soon take care there's a place where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold, and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away. I love your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves. Jimmy! Good island somewhere Well, I'll ride the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it Where we are going Get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You can worry You can drop them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Sand where it's cool, put me down, and when I fall on my stool, put me down. I'll just leave there till morning comes round. With sunshine, ten ladies, and pina coladas, and Bob Marley songs that I'm playing. There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear. Soft tropical lips that are singing. Get away. Where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You can worry, you can drop them in a blue ocean.